Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. So I'm here. Hello. Upstomp, answer your damn Skype. Hi. I can't hear you. You broke your shit. So Upstomp's here too. Hi everybody. Hey, everybody. Going on? Now I hear now me. I'm... So Upstomp's here too. Hi everybody. everybody. Get a mute to stream, dipshit. I'm not muting anything. <laughs> What's going on? Nothing. I'm in a mood. Why are you in a mood? What's, oh, what's pissing you off this week? Because all kinds of shit's pissing me off. So we might as well just b- bitch for an hour. <sighs> Only an hour, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick my battles then. What's going on? Oh, same old crap. How you doing? How you been? It's been a while. It's I know. Yeah. And we usually try to hang out like once a month. I have been like MIA from the vape scene. I got real life stuff going on. I hear you. So what's going on with you? How how goes? And last Friday was the first. Paul was on call. It's the first time this summer that I've been able to catch your show, and and it was an awesome show revival. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of neat. Um, got to uh, bring back some old scenes and some old video clips and stuff, and uh, introduce some new ones that I don't think Nick would appreciate <laughs> well i'm i guess i'm with nick i was like oh god really <laughs> what the hell yeah well you gotta do what you gotta do you i know? know yeah i know just not my humor but yeah i got it it was funny <laughs> yeah it was funny mm-hmm. I've, I've seen much worse shit um you know soft porn labels you know, oh you're so. talking about that scene see that was after hours yeah I, I was talking about the uh, the nostril scene. Oh, yeah, no. No, the nostril scene was just kind of, you know. That was typical awesome show flair. Yeah. The anatomy scene. There, that's a good... <laughs> I'm trying to think, how do I put this? Yeah, I completely forgot about that. So what have you been doing besides working? Uh, working, working, filling orders, and working... And uh, I found out today, get this, I found out today that my co- my day job, my company, has been overpaying me. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Um, they've been overpaying me, and I now owe them, according to them, thousands of dollars. Did you say uh, no? I said, uh, I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I said, uh I'm going home. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we're going to have to figure that out. Um, so not only do I get a, pay, a, a a cut in pay, but apparently I also get docked for a certain period of time. We haven't worked that out yet. Um, yeah, I don't uh, I don't know how this is going to work out. But, yeah, that was that was my and other than that, it was a great day. You know, other than the fact that I haven't been sleeping more than two or three hours a week. Or a, a day, um, uh, and I've been sick. 
Uh, other than that, it was actually a really good day until that happened. <laughs> well, that's kind of like a kick in the nuts, though. It's a big kick in the nuts, um, especially since I took a pay cut to, to take this job. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, There's took, that. Yeah, I took a pay cut, and the, the checks that I was getting, because the benefits are so shitty there, the checks that I was getting were smaller, so I never even thought to look to see if, you know, the agreed-upon salary matched up to what my gross pay was for the week. You know, stupid me. Um, but sure enough, after they, they told me, they gave me the numbers, I looked at my pace, one of my pay stubs, I'm like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I guess, I guess so, you know. Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that, you know, they essentially found $4,000 that, that they didn't know were missing, was missing, you know, so yay them. And I now have a $4,000 debt that I didn't know I had. <laughs> so. Well, you know what? Your your day, it was much worse than mine then, I guess. Because, you know, my day was going really good right up until the point in time I went to the post office. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as the lady's telling me that, you know, well, the post office hasn't given us an answer about your route extension because you know i pitched a shit fit about i want my fucking mail delivered to my house yeah and i live far enough away from the post office they're supposed to have to do it um and i went to pick my mail up off the counter where i had set it down and my dna 200 was laying on top of my mail and my mod went crashing to the tile floor in the post office and my dna 200 is fine my mod is fine. Right. My beautiful, pretty, white, flowered, nautilus mini tank from Bedazzled smashed all over the fucking floor. So I, I, I said this on Facebook, but what were you doing with a nautilus on a 200 watt anything? Why not? Well, what can you feed a nautilus? You know, not, nothing more than 10 or 15 watts. Well, yeah, but my DNA 200 sitting on 8.5 watts right now. So <laughs> just because it says it'll do 200 watts doesn't mean I have to fucking okay. do that. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you could have brought, you know. It was the mod I had. I was vaping lemon cookie, you see. So and you need the potential for 200 watts because it tastes better that way. And no, I just well, I'm supposed to be testing this mod, which means I'm supposed to use it, right? <laughs> you're not testing it if you're running it at eight and a half watts. <laughs> well, but I had that tobacco mix. I I could rub sticks together I'm and, so, and just, put an Addy on it. Sorry. I had my marquee on there, and even when I had my marquee on there. With this, with the new tobacco mix that I made, which I really like, by the way, um, mm. I w- only had it at thirty watts. So I mean, you know, come on, thirty watts is a stretch for me. Don't don't get me wrong. You know me. I'm not. I'm not usually a, a high wattage sub ohm type of guy. Um, but I just thought it was funny that you that you had a Nautilus on a two hundred watt mod. I yeah. thought that was cute. Well, you know. <laughs> I was testing the mod. And see, and I think the no. only reason they asked me, I think the only reason they, they said, hey, Jeannie, do you want to help us? Do you want to be involved in this beta? Was that they needed a stupid person's opinion. I really think so. Because I am not. They wanted not, to see if you could break something. I think so. Um, and you then did. I found out another friend of mine has one, and she did break hers. So, But she breaks everything, and she's the first person to say it. She says, I, I, break, I have broken everything, every mod I've ever owned. I've yeah, broken them. Like my somehow. wife, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, kind of like, yeah, your 
poor wife. She's such a sweetheart. And you open up a segment of your fucking show called The Shit My Wife Broke This Week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She actually hasn't broken anything in a while. N- not that she hasn't tried. Um, pretty much every day I come home and she's just like, you know, she's doing the Italian hands thing and her, her eye stick goes flying across the kitchen. Um, but I've got her on a, on a setup now that has very broad shoulders and very a very thick neck. So she has a hard time breaking stuff. All right, wait a minute. Explain to me what this setup is that's broad-shouldered with a thick neck. Well, she's, you know how the new the new eye stick has kind of a um, like a ledge on it. The fifty? Uh, no, not the fifty. The 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 newest. I think it's a thirty. Is it a twenty or a thirty? I don't know. The newer twenty or thirty has like this ledge on it where you where you screw your hardware in, um, and it just gives it an extra level of uh, stability. Oh. So you you screw, you know, your Nautilus or whatever into it, and it's just got all that extra protection on it. I have no idea what it is, so. She, she hasn't, she hasn't Appar- broken it. Apparently, from the tone of this conversation, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Mm. Okay. Autofill? What the hell is autofill? Mm. Oh, autofill. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I was trying to keep up with chat and see what happens. I try to keep up with chat, and, I, and then I get lost. Ooh, shiny. Um, so I'm I'm running. I'm actually running. Uh, speaking of me not doing the sub ohm thing, um, I'm actually running a velocity, genuine velocity. Thank you, on a um, a Joytech Evic VT, uh, not in temp control mode because I'm apparently I'm too retarded to to do an appropriate nickel build, um, but it's actually a pretty pretty sick setup. Uh, I've got oh, the velocity. Full- yeah, the velocity. Oh uh, hell yeah, it is running right now at uh, 0.52, uh, dual coils, uh, and only like 31 watts. And this thing is chucking, absolutely chucking. I am. It is so funny. I needed um, heads for my little Nautilus tanks that you are giving me shit about, <laughs> and um, I should have remember. I should have thought about it two weeks ago when my Freedom Smoke was running a sale on them. Right? Did I think of that? No. So I go to order another couple of boxes of heads the other day, and after I've you know just realized that my mother has killed both of her um, her volt batteries, and so while I'm at my Freedom Smokes, I thought, well, you know, they've always got cheap Ego batteries here. I'll see what they've got, right? You know, because my mother, the dual user that she is, and I'll be, I was so happy that my Nautilus heads weren't on sale. But I will tell you that I got my mom two brand new Ego batteries for like five bucks a piece or some shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, I paid $110 for my first Ego kit and they were 650 mAh batteries. That's and nuts. I just bought my mother 900s for $5 a piece. What the fuck? But my mother was happy because they were the, they had the, the patterns and the colors and the foil and whatever on them, you know, whatever. They're kind of girly looking, whatever. But she was happy. So... Yeah, so there was that. So that was the good news. Um, my mother's two ego batteries and um, a couple of Clearos cost me what one box of heads for my Nautilus minis cost me. Mm-hmm. But hey, it made it sound like a whole lot more affordable when I checked out. No, I'm still stocking up on Nautilus heads over here. It's still my all day. You know, while I'm at work, I've got the uh, the Nautilus with the what is it? The upgraded uh, chicken wire tank there. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, 
running these running these almost nonstop for a year. Yeah, but the I'm, only metal tank for the minis is that penis tank. Yeah, and I bought the penis tank for my wife. Yeah, I, no, I never, I, I didn't buy one of them. I was so glad that Bedazzled has all these really, really pretty replacement glasses for them because, yeah, I wasn't buying a penis tank. Mm-hmm. I never told my wife about the penis tank thing. She, I don't think she ever caught on. You? <laughs> How could she not catch on? She's not very observant when it comes to things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay because you know I after talking to to Ed and Dagger and Crazy Eyes after Vape Bash in Chicago, none of them guys had ever looked at that Running Man monument whatever outside Chicago Hair Airport and wondered why all them run guys running had little bitty junk. Mm-hmm. I was the first person to point that out to anybody. So you know, I guess who's a, Crazy Eyes other than the character on uh, Orange Is the New Black? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we don't throw any spoilers out about this new season because I know a couple of friends of mine are going to be really pissed when they get to the end of the stream in the season. I already wa- so. I watched the whole thing and I was pretty pissed. Uh, it's, it's, that was what? Seven and a half minutes of what? Yeah. <laughs> it drove me nuts. Yeah. Me nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and the whole, and, and the whole Facebook craze about, you know, Ruby, Ruby Rue. Was that that girl's name? That gorgeous girl from Australia? Oh, um, well, her her name in the show is uh, Lorna uh, Morello. Yo, it's yeah, no, Ruby Rose. No, Morello is the crazy is the actual. That's the crazy bitch. Um, yeah, she's yeah, but she's she's Australian. Yeah, in yes. real life. Yes. Oh, yes. you're talking about the Justin Bieber chick. Yeah. Yeah, she dropped. She, I hated her. Absolutely hated her. You can hate her, but she's still pretty. She'd be pretty if she didn't think she was so hot shit, but she had Justin Bieber written all over, and I was all set. Oh, I did not care for her. I I guess I don't get the whole Justin Bieber thing. She looks just like Justin Bieber. Take the take the makeup off. No, Justin Bieber's a whiny bitch. She is definitely not a whiny bitch. (sighs) She's pretty whiny. She just whines in a different way. (gasps) Almost dropped my mod (laughs) again. Well, I'm taking my Nautilus off and putting my marquee back on there and going back and just going back to the damn tobacco vape so you'll stop giving me shit. <laughs> oh, so yeah, um did you get flavor shit from Flavart? No, I'm you know, I could, I guess I could blame Niagara, but it's really my fault. I haven't reached out to him yet. I I've been so busy um you know, expanding my lab, getting ready to kind of unleash on Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Like I should have done 4 years ago. Um, that start, cause what I, what I plan to do is release a whole new line, you know, four or five flavors strictly with, you know, the flavor art stuff. Um, but that's going to take a lot of time. You know, I, well, uh, I gotta it's, tell it's you, not cards for, for me right now. They have a new tobacco flavor called Soho. And I really shouldn't talk about this cause Par's in the chat and it's the only tobacco flavor that I'm not sending her. Um, I've got everything else for She just doesn't get that one. Um, but they have, yeah, it's called Soho and it's really good. And what is so hysterically funny about this, all the rest of their tobaccos are, you know, really low, low, low percentage. This one, because it's a dessert style tobacco is really, really good at 10%. Whoa. Oh yeah. Yep. 
and it's like a shake and vape thing. And then I thought, hmm, Niagara says he put some meringue in this. So I'll put a couple percent of meringue in there. And I'm like, oh, that's really good. And I'm like, you know, I kept thinking in the back of my head that, you know, because you always get a cherry tobacco or there's apple tobacco. And I thought, you know, and um, the plume room does does their tobacco. They've got a tobacco that's got banana in it. And I thought, you know, I'm thinking orange might go with this really well. And let me, and so, yeah, so I've got 10% Soho in there and 2% of their orange in there and 2% of meringue in there. And it is just really, really yummy. Well, see, here's the thing about vape tobaccos. 90% of the time, you could equate them more to pipe tobacco than you could cigarette tobacco. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about tobacco to a bunch of former smokers, all we think about is cigarettes. Uh, the fact is, is that pipe tobacco has always been far more, um, what's the word, versatile. Yes. As far as mixing flavors, you know, pipe tobacco and cigar mm-hmm. tobacco has always been far more uh, versatile. Um, oh, indigo, indigo vapor, uh, Duro, I am in full agreement. Indigo vapor uh, really broke the mold uh, when it came to tobacco vapes. They, they absolutely are phenomenal. Uh, and Tony knows I think so. Yeah, I, I'm just, you know, I, I don't know if it was like this big psychological thing for me that I thought if I get a tobacco vape that I really like, I'm going to want to smoke again. Mm-hmm. And the thing that convinces me that that's not true is my oldest daughter. Um, she, if she's hanging out at my house, she uses her e-cig all the time, mm-hmm. you know, because we don't allow smoking in our house. But her and her boyfriend both smoke. So, you know, when she's around him, it just depends on what mood she's in, whether she vapes or whether she smokes. Oh, Niagara heard us. We were, were your ears ringing, Niagara? We're talking about you. (laughs) Um, And so we went to dinner with them tonight, which was why there was no pre-show tunes, guys. Yes, my kid rated higher than the rest of you. So I hope you just opened your iTunes and entertained your damn self. Um, and, uh, both of them were smoking after dinner on the way home. And I thought, you know what? I've got this tobacco vape and I really like this tobacco vape way more than I like the way their cigarettes smell. So I think I'm past that hump of thinking that a tobacco vape will make me want to smoke again because it didn't. Mm -hmm. Not a bit. No. And like I said, I mean, tobacco vapes, if they're well done, they resemble cigarettes in no way. Uh, it's gotten to the point where all my most recent tobacco flavors, I do not market them as tobaccos because it's it's almost a misnomer. Um, I just call them vapes. <laughs> yeah. who, who the hell is DIY or die vaping? I'm usually the one that walks in the door and says, hey, fuckers. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Oh, and Niagara Kimmer's trying to get a hold of Rich too. So just so you know, um, but it is so funny. Kimmer will call. Me. Kimmer and I were talking about greenhouses the other day on the phone, and she's like, "I gotta get a hold of Richard." I'm like, "Oh, okay. I can send him a message." Hmm. Kimmer Kimmer's texting me. She's like, "Um, we're at the nursery. Do we want mulch on the floor of our greenhouse or stone?" I said, "Well, what's your deciding factor?" Because, I mean, they're 
she, do you realize they're 8,000 feet above sea level now? She's like, you're coming out for a wedding, right? And I'm like, fuck, I will die 8,000 feet above sea level. I will. Why I, would you die? I, I won't be able to breathe. There's no air 8,000 feet above sea level. That doesn't sound that high to me. I think you'd be all right. It's pretty high. Yeah. It's pretty high. They had snow there the last week of May when they moved out there. It was snowing. Well, it snowed in New England in May before. Actually, it might have this year. <laughs> oh, dear it's a freaking God. awful winter this year. You'll be fine. It's not that bad. Margo, shut up. Shut up seems to be my word of the day today. Hmm. Oh, shut up sounds good. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, you were talking the other night and just when I asked you about all the drama that's been going on oh yes yeah and I guess I should explain myself I have never agreed with copyright or trademark infringement never ever ever it needed to go the fuck away it really did right I don't think it needed to go away the way it's going away Okay, and I just think that when we have vapors out there making statements all over Facebook about this vendor's marketing to children, mm-hmm. shut up, please. Well, and I, you you assumed that we disagreed on that. And well, I mean that's what I wanted to talk to you about because it was like the fact that. We as vapors have taken over for the FDA and are spouting out the bullshit that they have been spouting out all this time. Right. Really, is just freaking me the fuck out. It really is. Because, you know, we don't like it when they quote statistics and they quote the statistics incorrectly. So right. when we now are taking a page out of their book and saying, you know, this appears to be marketing to children and we need to take that appearance away. The appears to be is getting left out. It's kind of and, like the word potentially the, being dropped. And that's the problem. But you know what? Welcome to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, because that's exactly how I feel. No, I do not feel by any stretch that these companies are attempting to market to children. No. I, uh, I agree with what they say on, on its face. They're, they're, they're marketing to nostalgia. Um, and there's, you know, philosophically, there's nothing wrong with that. The problem that I have is that given the history over the last five years, because we've been hearing about this for five years, the marketing to, to children bullshit, how can, how can you in good faith market your, your e-liquid in that way? The only way you can do that is by not paying attention. And that's what I think has happened is that a lot of these these new e-liquid companies that are, you know, more heavily market driven or marketing driven than, you know, the craft e-liquid manufacturers that we've been dealing with, you know, the veteran vapors have been dealing with since, you know, 2009. Um, these guys are more geared towards marketing. So they're all going to have to one up each other on marketing 
because well, that's how about they just make good juice. Are. Oh wait, that's, they can't, that's they can't just rely on on a quality product. They have to rely on a quality label, you know, uh, something flashy. And they're you know eventually, what oh, happened speaking was speaking of marketing and that you really suck at it. Um, <laughs> I I was complimented. But I'm I was complimented on my shirt at dinner tonight. What's that? I was complimented on my shirt at dinner tonight. Was it was it a nice blouse? No, it was a Hingham Hill T-shirt. Oh, it was a Hingham Hill T-shirt. Yes. Well, thank you. Yes. So on, every time I wear my Hingham Hill shirt, I get a compliment on it. So you did really well picking colors. You just should not suck at marketing so bad. <laughs> and and by the way, I tried to circumvent you. Not and notice I circumvent, not circumcise. Um, well, you'd have a really hard time doing that. Well, I'm just saying. Um, right. I tried to circumvent you and and contacted everybody that the two of us know mutually to see if anybody had your email address, including Phil. Mm-hmm. And Phil's like, why don't you just ask him for it, Jeannie? I said, I did. He won't give it to me. I, I wouldn't give you my email address? I told you last Friday night that I wanted your email address so that I could PayPal you $20 for my Stanley oh, the Viking t-shirt. Stanley the Viking t-shirt, gotcha. Um, no, the, here's the thing. I don't want anybody to wear them until I release them at the NEV uh, anniversary bash. Well, I can do that. Are you coming? No. Well, then no. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. God damn it. And do you really think I'm going to charge you for a shirt? No, I'm I'm going to I'm going to make you feel guilty until we can we can you know. I want to you're not you're not making me pay for a shirt. I want to pay for the damn shirt. No, you're not allowed. Nope. I'm, I'm going to guilt, guilt you into coming to one of these meets, and if not, you're going to get one at VaporCon. I came to the five-year Vaporversary. I was uh, I was at the yeah. five-year NEV meet. Yes, you were, um, but I didn't have any Stanley the Viking shirts there. I know, but I should get <laughs> one for the traumatic train ride it took me to get to the five-year anniversary meet for the New England Vapors. Just saying. You know, mm. just, just saying. Yeah. Well, but you'll be happy to know I'm trying to step up my art marketing, even though it's not national. Uh, I'm just trying to step it up locally here because I figure if I'm going to be supporting and uh, be a part of Massachusetts Safada, I should probably start selling e-liquid here to help support that effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to. Have you do- talked to Jamie? Uh, I, I, yeah, Jamie and I actually talk quite a bit. We talk at least twice a week. Um, and that's just the Savada meetings. Uh, you know, and that's, you know, one of the big things. I remember when Google Plus first rolled out and everybody was in Hangouts? Yes. I kind of miss that. I mean, I don't miss the glitchy-ass bullshit that was Google Hangouts. Yeah, and it hasn't gotten any better. But I, I miss being able to hang out with people, you know, and, and get the poke fun because Jamie always fell asleep in Hangouts. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it was funny because, I mean, there was at least once a week somebody was posting a new meme on Google Plus and it was Jamie sleeping in a hangout. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I don't think much has changed because every pretty much every Safada meeting, uh, Jamie and I actually pretty much everybody at the Safada meetings is exhausted by the time we get to the Safada meetings because they're on what Sunday and Wednesday nights, um, and we're all you know we're all tired. We're you know we're not only are we doing advocacy, but some of us have more than one job you know uh, on top of it. So yeah, we're all exhausted. Uh, I don't know what his excuse was back then. We have well, you could you could come help us if you have extra time. Extra time for what? Yeah, Paul bought me a Paul brought, bought me a greenhouse. Oh, so you want me to come over and plant seeds? No, I want you to come over and help put this greenhouse up. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah, it's 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 huge. Um, I don't even have time to mow my own lawn. And that's not a euphemism. Well, if it was, how? Oh, wait, your kids are way too little. Yeah. Yeah, Bernie has to mow the yard here. So I don't know what we're going to do in two years when he moves out. <laughs> I really have no clue. I think we're going to have to hire somebody to mow the yard because you know Paul never has time. Yeah. The only part of the yard that Paul mows is out by the beehive. Um, Bernie got attacked by ground bees twice last year. Three times last year. Three oh, times last year while he was... Swamp waspy little things? No, no, no. Big, huge ground bees. Huge ground... No, they're, see, the, the oh, ground yeah. These stingers are like, that we get around here are like... They're like almost like neon-colored tiny little wasps. No. They're nasty. No. These are like two and a half inches long. They're They're pretty big bees. Um, but they actually, yeah, they burrow holes in the in the ground. And um, but Bernie was mowing a friend of ours yard. Uh, he works, or buddy works for the railroad. Um, he does rail inspections, mm-hmm. and uh, so Bernie would go down and mow his yard for him. And Bernie got attacked by ground bees two or three times, and so now Bernie has a really healthy respect for bees. Mm. And the minute. Bernie goes anywhere near the beehive. He insists that the bees are coming after him. And uh, he either leaves the lawnmower running out in the yard. Uh, <laughs> and um, or he goes and gets Paul's full bee suit out of the garage to mow by the beehive. Because he's <laughs> he's got a very healthy respect for them. Um, I would call it fear. Um which which is really funny because I will I can walk out in the yard and get ten feet from this beehive and I'm not worried about them coming and stinging me and I'm oh, allergic our to deck, our our back deck is probably twenty yards yeah. from your from, neighbor lady's got all kinds of them though doesn't yeah, she from, from three yeah if you look at my Google Plus uh, account uh, you'll see me in a bee suit. Um, I used to help her out all the time with it. Um, and they've, you know, I think I've been stung once in the, you know, seven years that we've been here. And that was because one landed in the pool and I stupidly tried to save it. Um, and my, one of my sons got stung behind the ear once because he, you know, swatted at it. Uh, other than that, they don't, they don't give us any problem. I mean, they're, they're by, by their very nature, they're, uh, very docile. Um, and it really depends on what kind they are. Um, a buddy well, yeah, of ours, I mean, a buddy of ours got. Uh, I don't even know what breed of bees these are, but the first year he had them, they were pretty docile. You know, I mean, they were just like our honeybees. And the second year, 
um, he said something to Paul. He's like, these damn bees. He says, I'm telling you, these bees are aggressive. He said, you know, the first year I had them, he said, I, I just put a hood on and went out and did what I needed to do. He said, now, he said, I have to wear gloves and everything. He said, they're, they're meaner than shit. And we were, um, we drove up by there the one day and we stopped and, and, uh, Paul rolled the window down and went to talk to him and, and he's like, roll the window up, roll the window up. And Paul's like, okay, roll the window up. And about that time, you know, all these bees are swarming the car and he's like, you're going to have to pull up by the house. He said, they're not, they're not going to, they're not going to let you stop here. Yeah. They, like, they get into mood. I actually, just the other day, I was out grilling, and uh, one of them started dive-bombing me out of nowhere for no reason. Um, did you have garlic on the grill? I always have garlic on the grill. Bees don't like garlic. Well, then he should have flown away. Yeah, they don't. They Sorry, don't. Gee. Garlic tends to make bees really pissy. It's like instant PMS. Yeah, but, I mean, I, it's not like that was the one day of the year I grilled. You know, I grill almost every day. And these bees usually don't give me any grief, but they do get in moods. Is is my point? They they'll get in moods for for weird ass reasons. Um, you know, sometimes they'll swarm, and they'll you know they'll end up you know forming a new hive in her apple tree or something, and she'll get very pissed off. Um, but when, typically, when they get a, aggressive, like as a team, they still don't sting. They just dive bomb you. They pelt you in the top of the head. Yeah, they're trying to chase you off. Yeah. Um, and, and the funny thing is, is most people, welcome to the vaping nothing show. Um, right. <laughs> vaping with bees. Yeah. Um, most of the time, people get really scared of bees is when they see a swarm. And the average honeybee swarm is nothing to be afraid of. No, because um, they're not interested in you. They're interested. Yeah. They're they're moving the hive. They're, they're moving, you yeah. know, or the hive is split. And, you know, the, the old queen is flying off with half of the hive. Or a new um, queen is born. You know, they don't, they don't give two shits about you. All they're worried about is keeping around her and finding a new place to go. They got better things to do than go out of their way to die stinging you. Right. So, but yeah, so, I mean, it's, you know, so yeah, Bernie's, Bernie's scared of the bees. Um, and I'm the one allergic to him. He's not. Not at all. But yeah, I think we're probably going to have to hire somebody to do the yard when, when Bernie moves out because I can't mow the yard with my hands the way they are. Um, and Paul just doesn't have time. That yeah, man that man has to work really hard because his wife is a deadbeat. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat. And apparently now I have to work uh, $4,000 a year harder. <clears throat> Well, four thousand dollars this year harder. No, it would be four thousand dollars every year harder unless I get a new job. This year it's four thousand dollars that I owe plus a deduction in pay. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, Michael Morris, I am allergic to bees, and yes, we have beehives. Um, I will say that my bee allergy has has been reduced a lot. Um, last year I got stung and had to use my EpiPen. Um, last fall I got stung and didn't have to use my EpiPen. And then, um, three weeks ago it had gotten warm and then we had a little bit of a cold snap. And, um, the first day when the temperature started to going down, um, I was out checking on, um, my new trees and my blueberry bushes and I got stung by a bee. 
um, mm. and it got me right on my collarbone, and it looked like a mosquito bite. So I was like, well, this is really impressive. So eating raw honey every day not only helps with hay fever, but it helps reduce my allergy to bees, too. Absolutely. Because, you know, it, there was never a time that I was ever without an EpiPen, you know, because yeah. getting honey stung was a bad, bad thing for me. Honey is paleo-friendly. Yes, it is. Did you know that? Yes, I do know that. How yeah. would I not know that? I don't know. Are you on a paleo diet? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. See, yes. I just I just started researching it because I went to the I went to uh, the doctor for a well visit for the first time in about twenty years, and uh, he, he literally said, and I quote, "Your weight is terrible." <laughs> and did you say, "Well, thank you very much"? <laughs> well, I said, I said, yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm obviously the heaviest I've ever been in my life, you know, between quitting smoking that pro I probably put on 10 to 15 at that point. And then with this new job, new ish job, I think I put on another 15. So yeah, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. However, here's the cool thing. I literally turned on a dime and changed my diet and I started hitting the treadmill twice a day Fuck treadmills. And, and I've already lost four pounds since I walked out of the doctor's office. But paleo's really good, though, Ups. I'm, I'm drinking beer tonight, but uh, damn it, I deserve it, so fuck y'all. Yeah, paleo, paleo's good. Um, I mean, I have learned Pinterest, I'm telling you. I mean, I am here to tell you. You want to start a paleo diet, join Pinterest and search paleo. Pintralio. Um, <laughs> Pintralio. Um, Pinterest paleo. Just search paleo on Pinterest. Um, I didn't belong. I didn't even know what Pinterest was until I started on paleo and Dawn, Miss Vaping Realtor herself said, Oh, just go to Pinterest. I'm like, what the fuck is Pinterest? So then somebody had to explain to me what this was. I had no idea what Pinterest was. No idea, but I'm telling you what, it's really, really good for recipes. Um, there's all kinds of stuff on there. But yeah, no, we got uh, 22 gallons of honey last year. Nice. And people are like, oh, no, you're supposed to measure honey by the pound. Well, why the fuck would I do that when I know I got 22 gallons? I'll trade you for some of that uh, wonderful apple flavoring. Bastard. <laughs> um, but, you know, so we use a lot of honey, use a lot of real maple syrup. Um, I got the, the stuff to tap trees, um, because we have 86 acres of timberland. Um, so we're going to tap maple trees up there this year and try to make our own damp syrup. Nice. Yeah. Cause maple syrup is paleo friendly. Mm. As long as it's pure maple syrup. Oh, and by the way, people, um, this is more like a Jan thing. This is more something that she would cover on her show, but. Um, before you buy honey in a grocery store, please read the list of ingredients on said bottle of honey. They don't even have to divulge it, though, above a certain percentage or below a certain percentage. I know I know what you're going to say. Yeah, because if your honey says it's got more than one ingredient, it's not honey. I, believe, I, I don't remember what the exact percentage is, but... I believe uh, up to an obscene amount of like corn syrup mm -hmm. can be added to honey and they can still call it honey. 60% of 
That's what it was. It can have 60% high fructose corn syrup in it and still be labeled as honey. Yeah, insane. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, you have to be very careful about where you buy your honey. Nothing beats fresh, raw, local honey. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And one thing I have found, too, is we have a friend of ours that does um, buckwheat honey. Mm-hmm. Buckwheat honey is really nice to cook with, but not if you're looking for something as a sweetener. Because buckwheat honey is nowhere near what you would consider honey sweet to be. Right. It's really good honey. It's just not, like, sugary sweet. And and the other thing that I will tell everybody that's listening to this vaping show, <laughs> do not ever throw honey away because it crystallizes. It's not bad. There's nothing wrong with it. Just nope. heat it up. Yep. Throw it in, in a pot of simmering water. Uh, it take it can take a while, but eventually it it completely refreshes, and you can get another three or four months out of it before you have to do it again. Yeah, they have taken um, jars of crystallized honey out of the tombs in Egypt and warmed it up and it goes right back to honey. Yep. So, I yeah. would eat it, but somebody will. <laughs> somebody would. I'm I'm sure some t- some scientists said, "Here, I'll try that." Uh, what else have I been working on? Oh, the lemon cookie. I'm still working on that lemon cookie. I think I've got it where I want it, but I'll I'll vape this 120 ml bottle that I made of it. And if at the end of it I still think it's where I want it, then then I'll give the recipe to Niagara to publish. <laughs> it's funny. Do you do that? You mix huge batches too to do your testing uh, with. Test batches are e- usually either one twenty or two fifty. Um, depends on how lucky I feel. And then everything goes up from there. I am, I'm just, I have this, this idea in my head. And I know that this vape turned out really yummy, but I'm just trying to really think about, is this exactly the way I had it in my head? Do you ever do that? Yeah. Um, I mean, you're shooting for something specific, you know, maybe to replicate a a real life recipe um, and it doesn't quite get there, but it's still damn tasty. Mm -hmm. You don't know what quite to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and Jan says they counterfeit olive oil, too. Uh, I guess that doesn't surprise me. Um, I tend to buy, oh, what's the brand? I forget the brand, but it tastes like olives, so I assume that's good. <laughs> and it's expensive. But it is like kind of a big name brand. Actually, I used it in my paleo dressing I just made last night. We um we like tacos in this house. Love tacos. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, we like flour tortillas. But that's still a grain, you know. You know, corn tortillas are out the door because you're not allowed to have corn. Right. Um, 
but well, I found tacos since since I switched my diet. So yeah, I'll probably just eat the eat the meat. <laughs> well, uh, I figured out I've got a recipe off of Pinterest that is almond flour and tapioca flour, olive oil, and water. And you know you got to roll them out in between two pieces of parchment or two silicone sheets, whatever. Right. And then you put them on the griddle. But I take them and use a little lower heat underneath my cast iron griddle and a little longer time and let them get crispy. They're crunchy. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I have been known to sit and just take these tortillas and um, fresh guacamole that I make and eat that. Oh, man, I miss guacamole. My wife can't do avocado anymore because we're old. Um but yeah, that's something my dad absolutely love to try. Actually, just last night I ordered uh, what three pounds of uh, almond meal. Mm -hmm. And when you order it in that quantity, it's really not that expensive. When you consider how you know how you're going to use it, yep, it's really not that bad. Yep. And just don't ever buy Bob's Red Mill anything. Um, I don't think it was that. Yeah. Let me check. <laughs> Actually, that kind of sounds familiar. Maybe if you're ordering from Amazon, let me know, and I'll I'll send you some links to some really good stuff. But let me see. I just ordered it last night, so it's going to be like right at the top. It is Bob's Red Mill almond meal flour. <laughs> yeah, um, it's okay, but I'm telling you, there's much better out there. Um, Honeyville, Honeyville actually has fantastic almond flour. See, it was four pounds for under thirty bucks. Four 16-ounce packs for under 30 bucks. Yeah, we get, um, there's a health food store here, or not a health food store. It's a whole food store here um, in a little town called Genesee. And uh, we get our almond flour over there, and it costs me $5 a pound. Hmm. So, um, prior to that, I was getting it on Amazon because, God forbid, you know, anything... My Amazon Prime account will never expire, ever, 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 because I use that thing all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. And Par's talking about pasta. That's my biggest... Ugh. Pasta and no, bread. And I bought that, uh, what was it, the taro root pasta there? You know uh -huh. about that? Yes. The zero-calorie pasta. Yep. I bought it. You know what? There's so much potential there, but it's like 20 times more expensive than regular pasta, literally. Um, and it's, yeah, just it, I'm not going to go there. The only reason paleo doesn't bankrupt my husband and I is because I grow so many vegetables. I don't think paleo in general really would be that much more expensive. I don't. Um, you know, a lot of salads. um, you have to eat what you buy. You know, you can't, you're not going to end up throwing away as much as, you know, the typical person does. Um, but I really don't see that it would be that much more expensive in general. My chickens love it. My chickens absolutely love the fact that, you know, we're on paleo and eating all these raw vegetables because they get all the the scraps out of my kitchen. Mm. And, yeah, if my sliding glass doors open... You automatically hear chickens chattering because they're running right over the edge of the fence thinking you're going to come over and throw something over the fence to them. And 
Yeah. If not, they all stand there and they stare at you through the fence with their heads cocked off to one side, looking at you like, we know we look like velociraptors. If you don't get us a treat, we might act like velociraptors and eat you. Yeah, fuck those chickens right in the air. No. You know they have ears, right? I'm sure they do. They hear you. Well, yeah, that was my thing. Was when we first got chickens, and Paul has not let me forget it. Um, I said, well, what's the difference between the white eggs and the brown eggs? And they said, well, the color of the chicken's ears. Brown eggs are local eggs, and local eggs are fresh. No. Who remembers that song? It's It's the color of the chicken's ears. And I'm like... No, really. And they're like, no, really. Whatever color the chicken's ears are is what color the eggs are going to be. And I'm like, chickens have ears? And Paul immediately turns around and looks at me. And he's like, yes, you fucking moron. How else do you think they hear you? And, you know, I'm thinking like ears. Like, you know, dim big flappy things hanging off the side of your head. <laughs> and I guess it didn't, you know, it lost something in translation. But, yeah, um. Yeah, I actually said that shit out loud. Yep. So, yeah. Chicken saver ears. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they tasty. I don't know about that, but, you know, that was our funny. Now you got me looking at almond shit. Well. Coconut flour and freaking oh, coconut, coconut oil. Coconut oh. Milk. I've got a link. Um, we've tried um, probably 10 different brands of coconut oil um, that we have found. And the last stuff that I got, we just absolutely love. Love it. Because some of it is... Steak and some freaking Brussels sprouts and I'm good. You know? Well, yeah, you can still have that. Yeah. Fat is good. That's the thing I appreciate about paleo. You like red meat? Eat all of it you want. Mm-hmm. Darn tootin'. Like okay. I'm not going to tell my doctor. <laughs> he's, he's just going to be bewildered by uh, my ability to shred the pounds. Well, I lost 35 pounds. When? Since we started paleo. When did you start paleo? Uh, Three months ago. Wow. So you got to be a rail then. No. 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 I lost four pounds. Um, Paul's lost 60. And I don't know how strict I am with the paleo yet. Well, and, you know, I mean, there's with everything. I mean, we have, like today, we went out to dinner with the, we took the kids out and we had pizza. So we had pizza and ice cream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is, none of which is paleo. No. Um. You can find, you know, imitation recipes for pretty much everything. Yeah. Do you like ice cream? No, I I don't crave it, you know. Because there's some really good paleo ice cream recipes, too. Yeah. Just so you know. I'm I'm not real big on sweets. I have that attachment for my KitchenAid. (laughs) Although I did have coffee today for the first time. I don't know why it surprises people that I use an ultrasonic to help me mix up my juices because with my hands the way they are, it's like kitchen gadgets. I have every kitchen gadget known to man. I have. And you can handle all of them with your nostrils. I have. No, 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 not really. Um, 
But I mean, I have all these kitchen all these kitchen gadgets because yeah, it just they come in handy. Um, not many people have a stainless steel meat slicer in their kitchen. Uh, I do. Those. I would love a deli slicer. Yeah. Well, I don't have a great big Hobart, but I yeah I have a pretty nice one. I'm I'm still itching to do jerky, big time. Well, you know what? The stainless steel slicer works really well for doing jerky, and it works even better if you partially freeze the cuts of meat before you slice them. That's what I heard. Yes. Yeah, I have I have all kinds of technology going around here i mean you know i have electronic cigarettes i have a robot vacuum cleaner I have. <sighs> so yeah that explains why i have a nautilus mini on a 200 watt device and you're supposed to be beta testing that yeah i think you're gonna get sued no why <laughs> i'm allowed to tell people i have it now no, I because, <laughs> because everybody you're beta testing that's that's like beta testing a car by walking around it and saying how pretty it is. Well, no, I it gets adjusted up and it gets adjusted down and and of course I'm I am the best beta tester in the world if they want shit drop tested. Mm-hmm. And you know because I drop shit a lot. Yes, Dawn, that is exactly why I'm allowed to tell people that I have one. Well, and the the pre-order is already sold out. So, yeah, I think the cat's out of the bag mm-hmm. at this point. I yeah, a bunch of people, prob- yeah. Probably a manufactured... Uh... Yeah, I, you know, and I did. I signed, I signed an NDA, um, and we were released from the NDA. We were allowed to tell people that we have them now. So, yes, I have one. Um, Stanley, Stanley's still waiting to get in on one of these things, you know, you know, some reviews and some beta tests and whatnot. Yeah, I am, um, you know, and I had, I saw a bunch of hate being spewed all over Facebook and, and I'm like, you know, and I, I have to say this, I had a kick beta when the kicks came out and, um, I broke the spring on it. I don't yeah, think it was this. Open. Yeah, I don't think it was the spring's fault. Um, I think it was the fact that it was before Alt Smoke released the extender ring for the silver bullets, and I was constantly taking it in and out, changing the battery. And they sent me a new one, and to replace it. And I still have that kick, and it still works like a charm. And I have the one that I bought from Alt Smoke the minute they rolled out. So I have two kicks. Mm-hmm. I've been using them all this time, and they still work. I have three Opus Ds that all work beautifully with DNA 20s in them. I have my Camel Snus mod from that Phased and Abby made for me. Works beautifully. I bought the RDNA when I was at Vape Bash from Chicago Rod. Thank you very much, Chicago Rod. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, and now I have this one. And I've never had any problems with the functionality of any of mine. So either, you know, I just happen to have really good luck with anything that Brandon makes. 
or I don't know what or. See, I had issues with the DNA 40 vapor flask um, only at high wattage. Um, and again, with my recent nickel build with the velocity, but I, I honestly think it's just because I'm a, I'm a retard when it comes to nickel builds. Um, but yeah, um, I don't use the DNA as much as I'd like. Um, basically, I use it like you use the DNA 200. You know, I stick my Nautilus on there and I run it at 11 watts. Um, kind of overkill, but it works. That's, and that's the only way it works for me. Otherwise, the battery gauge gets all wonky. And, um, yeah. Well, and the only reason I bought the RDNA was for my marquee. It wasn't because I wanted high wattage. It was that I wanted to be able to push the .44. Right. And the DNA 20 won't fire a .44. So, I mean, it, it really wasn't the higher wattage thing. That wasn't the reason that I bought it. You know, it was the lower ohms. It was the low ohm threshold. Um, and and I absolutely love that atomizer. So when you say you really like the velocity, I'm not yeah. surprised. Because the marquee, I really like that. Yeah. I, I, lo I loved the idea behind the marquee. I just wasn't really in the market at that point. Uh, but when the velocity came out, I was like, oh, that's right up my freaking alley. So, um, up. unfortunately, um, as is usually the case, when somebody's shipping something from New York to Massachusetts, it ended up in California first. And I, I'd just like to say to USPS, if they're listening, just because it's an RDA doesn't mean it belongs in fucking California. How the hell did it get in California? It shipped. It shipped from Cisco's place out to like Bethesda, New York, and then out to some weird town in California. And then two days later, they said, "Oops!" And then they shipped it back here. So it, it was priority mail, and it took a week. You know from, that used to happen to me anytime oh, um, Most Angry Pirate would send me anything. When the stainless steel map tanks, when Adam released the stainless steel map tanks, I said, oh, I need one. Well, and then at the time, um, Deadeye, Deadeye really wanted one. And his birthday was coming. And I thought, you know what? That's what we'll do. So we snuck around and we got Deadeye's address. I think I told him I was going to send him a bottle of juice or something. Mm -hmm. And I ordered mine one day and I ordered Deadeye's the next and like two days later, Deadeye is flipping out because he got this stainless steel map tank in the mail. And I'm like, oh, yay. And I'm thinking, where the fuck is mine? Three weeks. Three fucking weeks it took me to get mine. Yeah. And when I got it. There were fork truck tire tracks over top of the package, and it was ripped in one side. And I'm like, you know, I'm pretty glad this thing had two stainless steel ends on it, because otherwise it wouldn't have made the trip. But yeah, mine ended up, it ended up taking me like three weeks to get it. I'm like, how the fuck does this work that Deadeye gets his in two days, and mine takes three weeks? And it had absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I live in Podunk. Hmm. It was like lost in California. Brilliant. Oh, you know what? My K-Fun, I don't think... 
you know what? I've got a K-Fun. I'm going to have to find my K-Fun because I don't even know where my K-Fun's at right now. I don't think I've used that thing in months. Yeah, I, I haven't touched any of my K-Funs. I have like five of them. And no, the Nautilus is just too easy. Similar similar style vape. You know, probably, you know, the K-Fun's a little better. But is it worth the fut, futzing around? Not to me, it isn't. Just buy a new set of coils and you're good to go. I had <laughs> the green. Oh. I kept, Par kept telling me to build my K-Fun dual coil, and I'm like, how the fuck? And I could never figure out how these people got these beautiful dual coil builds on their stuff because I could never get mine balanced. And I'm like, by the time I get the, the first, I get the first coil exactly the way I want it and get it on there, and by the time I get the second coil attached, the first coil's all fucked up. <laughs> and I'm like, how... I, I don't, I just don't, did, I don't understand how they're doing this. No, it's like tuning a guitar. Well, then I watched, there was a particular episode of Inside Vaping, and Ed the Green is, got his camera there, and he's doing this dual coil build on his cape on. Mm-hmm. And I watch him take his coil and leave it on the rod, and attach it to the K-Fun still on the winding rod. And he takes another winding rod and he wraps his second coil. And he attaches that one still on the rod. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Why didn't anybody tell me that? That had never crossed my mind. Leaving the coil on the winding rod till you got the second one on there never entered my mind. And it was like this light bulb moment. And I have yet to let Ed forget that. Hmm. And Parr. Parr caught all kinds of shit for that. I'm like, what the fuck good is it doing me to have all these really smart vaping friends if they don't fucking tell me this stuff? What's up with that? Hmm. I'm allowed to be a stupid person. I just have to be a smart enough stupid person to have smart friends. And nobody thought to tell me, hey, dumbass, leave it on the rod. Yeah, that was like one of them, oh, well, damn moments. And now you think back on it, you think, well, why the hell didn't I think of that? Well, I don't know, because I was too busy being stressed out about the fact that the fuck the first one was getting scared <laughs> Like, oh, shit. So what else is going on? Anything? Um, well, I have to ask you. Okay, you can ask me. Has it crossed your mind that testing might not be the all end of our issue? You mean testing of e-liquid yeah. or, or like math? testing of e-liquid? Um, well, it's kind of, it's trickier than people make it out to be, but not by much. Um, I mean, I think you know where I stand. Where, no, I don't. So tell me. Well, if you put a microscope on any one component of e-liquid, you're going to find potential risk somewhere. What that level of, you know, what that, what that, le the level of potential risk is, is... A different story 
But you put a microscope on anything, and you're going to find potential issues. Um, you know, for five years now, we've had guidance, more or less, on diacetyl. Mm -hmm. uh, how much of that is factual guidance? We can't really say. Because there, there's, there's no long-term studies of diacetyl in e-liquid. A lot of it is guesstimate. It's, it's guesstimate. It's, it's, uh, it's educated guesses. Um, it, fortunately, as far as diacetyl goes, um, much of that is at the level of contaminant only. Much of it, not all. Um, now enter acetylpropanil. Um, now we've been talking about acetylpropanil over a much shorter period of time, but the hubbub and and the craziness is is just as just as big as it was with diacetyl. Um, is it as bad as diacetyl? Is it worse? I mean, I listened to Russ's show uh, today uh, in my car, and I heard Russ say at least once that AP could be worse than diacetyl. You know, pound for pound, uh, based on what? I don't know. We don't we don't have any anything, you know, quantitatively to state that it could be worse than diacetyl pound for pound. Um, and then I also heard for the first time that acetoene in and of itself is perfectly fine to inhale. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem with acetoene is diacetyl contamination. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can say that on one hand, and then you can say, on the other hand, diacetyl at 10 parts per million or less should be okay because it's just a contaminant. Well, how do we know that that's okay? Um, NOISH standards state, what, four parts per million? But that's over a, over a standard work day um, in, a, in a flavor fit, uh, or a uh, manufacturing facility. Uh, so obviously it's not, you know, in a vaping type of environment. Um, there's just, there's a lot of questions. Um, and I don't think, you know, if all of a sudden all e-liquid manufacturers stopped using AP, um, people would start talking about something else. Um, you know, a, a lot of flavoring manufacturers are replacing AP with butyric acid, Right. Which they don't know to be any better. Which they don't. Which they they think is probably better. <laughs> so you know. And it's based on what? It's based on it's it's the same type of molecule. So now you've got flavor companies and all these ones who are who are you know racing to replace their AP laden e liquids are using uh, flavorings based on butyric acid. What's going to happen once the talking heads start hopping on butyric acid? Now, all of a sudden, people are going to have to start reformulating again well, away from butyric acid onto something else. To what end? You know, to what end? Um, now, none of this is to say that we shouldn't pay attention to what's going on, and none of this is to say that we shouldn't disclose what we're doing as manufacturers. Um but I just like to, once in a while, just try to keep things, um, 
you know, I just try to keep things in context a little I'm, bit. I'm you looking know, I, I'm looking for a link um, that Jan sent me um, because you might find it interesting. Um, I'm sure it'll probably start some drama. Shit, Jan, I can't find that fucking link. And, and Duro, that's exactly what I was referring to. Uh, Russ, Russ said at one point that AP could possibly be worse than diacetyl but he didn't qualify that statement at all and uh i I think it was part of a larger discussion and i don't think uh dr farsalinos really commented on that um we don't based on everything that i heard there in that conversation there's no reason to believe again based strictly on that conversation i didn't hear anything that led me to believe that ap is worse pound for pound than diacetyl except for Russ's off-the-cuff comment saying that it could be. The only thing I heard was that AP occurred uh, in smaller quantities in cigarettes than diacetyl, and therefore AP in e-liquids is you know, exponentially higher than it is in cigarettes. But that doesn't equate to e-cigarettes are, you know, exponentially more harmful than cigarettes it, it doesn't that's not how it works well and you know what i'm unclear on here i'm unclear on the fact of the testing methods for these i mean the fact that it's in the e-liquid how much of that is actually being transferred into the vapor was that covered did they cover that Dr. not Fersley really and, that, and that's that? something that's kind of been missing from the beginning uh and i know you and i actually I, yeah because i have to be honest and say i didn't listen to the show I, I did not listen to it. Um, and but we actually got into an argument early on. We're probably going back two years now um, where I tried to do some rough calculations because everybody was talking about the amount of AP in liquid form. And I made the argument that, well, wait, you, you, wouldn't you want to compare it to vapor form? You know, mixed in air, like how how much vapor is in the air that you're inhaling, um, and you actually said no because if it's in there, it's in there, and it's going to be in your lungs. And I said no, that's not true. It depends. And actually, Doctor Farsalino's touched on that last night, where if if you're doing cloud chasing and you're inhaling, you know, you're doing direct lung inhales for say four or five seconds, that's a completely different type of in, inhalation than doing a mouth-to-lung inhale, which is, you know, two to four seconds into the mouth and then doing a quick inhale into the lungs. Completely different scenario. Uh, and I think they would ultimately have to be taken into account. And likewise, I think that you have to look at, to some extent, the the concentrations of AP in the vapor and not in the e-liquid itself. I mean, you and I had long conversations about this. And even then, and I told you, I said, you know, this doesn't even make sense to me, but what you're saying is making sense. And again, I'm not a scientist. These are just kind of ideas that I had. Um, and Michael's saying that Dr. Dr. Farsalino said that testing liquid is enough. Ultimately, yes. I, I think that testing, there has to be a, a baseline. And I think there are too many variables to test it as vapor. Oh, wait. Uh, Niagara Kayaker just offered to join our call. Uh-oh. That's not what he said, but I'm... <laughs> uh, why can't he? 
Niagara, if your Skype's on, I can add you to this call. Yeah, pull him in. Pull him in. Um, um, oh, his phone line's not working. Okay. It's on Skype. I'll let you go. Um, now, and here's another twist. I'm throwing a link into the room right now. Okay. I found it, Jan. I did. I found it. I found it. Um, if you take and you start reading that link, um, I think that is going to be the next thing that creeps up on us. Um, I think that the information included in this link and the assumptions that can be drawn from that are going to be something that is going to affect us. The flavor industry is only governed by themselves. Um, it's a really, really interesting article, Upstomp, that mm. I think you would be quite interested in reading. Um, I think most people that DIY e-liquid um, would be interested in reading. It's quite surprising. Um, I didn't realize... Well, I, just just perusing it quickly, uh, how is this any different than the pharmaceutical industry? It looks like it's kind of the same scenario. Well, but the pharmaceutical it, industry gets to hide behind the fact that the FDA approved it, um, and and not have the everyday person understand that these hours and hours of research were not conducted by the FDA. <laughs> The companies that made the drug that wanted it approved did the research and submitted, like, say, in the case of Chantix, they submitted the information they wanted the FDA to see and accidentally forgot all this shit about people killing themselves. Yeah, I mean, that's just par for the course. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're by law, they're, they have to register any complaints, but... The FDA can choose to set the threshold wherever the hell they want. You know, they they can they can use stats to, you know, in in any any way they want. They can look at an installed base and say, oh well, it's it's actually saving this many people. So it's a net it's a net positive. Oh, his Skype is on now. Okay. I can add him to the call. Um, but yeah, it was really rather surprising to me. Um. I really just figured there was some oversight there. Well, uh, I, I think there's a there's there's a bit of oversight. There's the threat of oversight. You've got to pay to play, um, which you know creates a barrier to entry that a lot of flavor manufacturers. You know, you don't see a shit ton of flavor manufacturers. You see a shit ton of flavor. Uh, retailers or wholesalers, but you don't see a shit ton of flavor manufacturers. I think Flavor Art's probably the most independent of the bunch. Kayaker coming on or what? He is. I'm trying. I'm looking for him in my Skype list.
Oh, there he is. Hey, Upstop. Hey, Jeannie. Hi, Flavor Man. Monsieur Casey. Hey. How was you? Yeah, good. Very tired. I just got back from uh, uh, Vape Expo International, which is the most fucked up show you've ever seen. <laughs> um, is that in a good way? It, it, it's um, TMA's uh, vape show. So the Tobacco Merchants Association's vape show. It's uh, an international show. I mean, there was guys from Scotland, uh, Australia, all over Europe there, um, as well as uh, half of the population of Shenzhen, China. Okay, It was unbelievable. But what made it effed up is it's a merging of vape and drugs. Uh, oh. Like gray area drugs? Um, yeah, well, what, what are CBMs or CBDs? Okay, there's a lot of those. I have no idea what that is. It, it's hemp oil. Yeah, it's... That apparently is somewhat legal, and it's a gray area product that's outside of FDA right now. Hmm. Do you know that company, um, Nickel Bean, that had the Ferrari at uh, VPX, Genie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You remember in one quarter they had a huge booth up by the uh, boxing ring, and they had a white Ferrari? Oh, yeah. I didn't go over there. Yeah, so they're like a... You knew they have like tons of money behind them, e-liquid company, right? And they're you know selling all these weird things. Okay, that there's they're saying that there's they're hundred percent VG e-liquid, hundred percent. Oh, gotta love. Okay, because they use some sort of magical formula that not one guy could talk to me as a chemist about. <laughs> you know, like not one person could describe it, right? Mm -hmm. Half half of the guys there were male models, and uh, <laughs> that were selling. Okay. See, that's they—they they don't know their target market. <laughs> oh no, they, they had tons of hot rods too, Upstart. Oh, okay, tons of hot rods. Ton, and a, and tons of what? Hot, hot ladies. Okay. Uh, no, though these these the girls that that would do that are broads. Okay, you're a lady. Okay. Yeah, I, I know. To... And then you had all of them. Well, yeah, because I bitched to high heaven about the women walking around in fishnet and body paint. Yeah, and like little tight shorts that say spank me, okay? Right? I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah. whatever. Yeah, but it was the weirdest show. Okay. Niagara. <laughs> it, it was the weirdest show because it was like, it gave me a whole new perspective of how uh, legislators see us. Okay? Because there's so much drug paraphernalia right now where it looks like uh, an ego battery. It looks like a Proveri. But it's designed for Wax. pot, pot, you know, basically, right? And it's a whole other side to our business. I mean, I bet you there's more head shops than there is vape shops right now. Uh, well, they had quite a head start. <laughs> yeah, and plus they're into the C-store marketplace, right? A lot of those uh, um, ethnic C-stores, I'll be, you know, polite and saying, um, have, uh, have a lot of, you know... Um, you know, paraphernalia, right? Hash pipes and things like that. I don't really oh. see that around my neck of the woods, but, you know, across the country, I'm sure it's, you know, becoming more and more commonplace. Yeah, just it was just the craziest, craziest show. So it was like the vape world and the drug world mix in accessorization. And believe me, there's a lot of accessorization in the drug world. Oh, that's unbelievable. Right? And I saw one huge company that was making these super cool water pipes, designed for e-cigarettes 
So it's a, you know, what would traditionally look like a water pipe bong, uh -huh. but blown glass and super cool with all these doodads on it. But it's designed to fit, um, like I saw them being marketed with uh, Aspire, you know, those carbon fiber Aspire ones, mm -hmm. uh, mods and Addies that go together, right? I saw them mark one marketed specifically for the Aspire design. Yeah, just... You think you're going to see, you know, like a 200 watt DNA device that's hooked up to a glass bong? Well, I'm just waiting for uh, PAX to come out with a DNA uh, regulated uh, device. You know, well, what and PAX in case is? you showed up to this show late, Niagara. Um, Upstomp has been giving me a ration of shit because I admitted that I had an Aspire Nautilus sit on my DNA 200. So? That's what I said. That's that's right. Do you have your Opus? Did you already get your Opus, Jeannie? Or did you get a beta? I have a beta. Nice. Yeah, I was playing with Phil's all weekend. Phil and Demetrius uh, both had one. A lot of people had them at PA. Yeah. I was playing with it. The yep. software is cool as hell. Right. Um, it is. Um, it's way, way, way smarter than I am. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know what I've come to terms with, though? If I'm a 14-watt vapor at 1.1 ohms, uh, it doesn't mean anything to me. What? What Nothing. Mine's I mean, sitting all on 8.5 watts right it's now. It's not a notch in your bedpost? <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah, it, it doesn't doesn't change anything, right? From a DNA forty or a DNA thirty, I, you know, it doesn't change anything. I no. I, I vape generally at you know uh, a Kfanisk type of thing, like a one point two one point one ohm type of uh, device at fourteen fifteen watts. You know, for most of what I vape. Yeah, temperature I, control is a cool thing, though. Um, I'm te I te I'm an eleven watt vapor. Yeah, the ninety percent of the time. The temperature control is kind of cool. Um, and I, I think for the work. people, th what? If I could get it to work. Well, nickel wire, dude. Just I have nickel wire. I yeah. put it in there, and I was up until like five in the morning. Stop letting Stanley build your fucking coils. He's very insistent. Well, you know, he blows up houses. Just saying. <laughs> so, so two points I was dying to add because I tried to call in, but I couldn't. Okay, one is we got to stop saying. Uh, we're marketing to kids or children. I know. Agreed. Okay. Well, Agreed. That's not that's not the issue. And as a guy that has stood across from multiple health ministers or heads of uh, health departments, okay, you know, clearly we have to understand that they don't care about tobacco smokers. They could all die. Okay, mm -hmm. as long as it doesn't cost them too much. As long as they're okay. still paying, as long as they're still getting cigarette tax, they don't give a shit. What they care about, okay, is us influencing anybody. Uh, 15 to 18 in your world, but really till 20, because this uh, psychological studies show that the, uh, a child has an independent brain not to start smoking or vaping at the age of 20, right? Um, and that's all they care about. So we got to stop saying kids, children, okay? Uh -huh. It's not marketing to kids or children. It's marketing to teens, and we're marketing to teens. I can't believe, you know, you think that we have advertising inside our little tiny community of guys that sell at vape stores? That show was just unbelievable, okay, how much marketing there was, okay, to large chain C-stores. And it is marketing to teens, okay, 150 million percent marketing to teens. Now, how, how are you able to kind of 
put that into words like uh, specifically can you give can you give some examples of how they're marketing specifically to I, I, I saw one I saw one large line and this is mo- uh, marketed to huge C stores mm-hmm. called vape beats with a modified uh, beats by dre logo well yeah but that's not and I and I hate to I'm not I am going to disagree with you here for a minute because mm-hmm. I see more men in their late 20s and early 30s walking around with Dre Beats than I ever do teenagers. Yeah, that, they're affected by their children or they're still in their youth, okay, or they think they're hip and they're not, okay, but, okay, it's it's the dream of every adolescent, okay, to get something like that, just like a Sony Walkman was when we were kids, if anybody actually is going to admit to being that old. Well, I uh, think it's more target, and see, and here's the thing, Niagara, is one of the flavors that you hear brought up all the time when they say that this is potentially marketing to teenagers or appears to be marketing to teenagers. And I made this statement the other day that I'm like, everybody is is forgetting the important part of this. You're marketing to teenagers. No. They're being accused of marketing to teenagers by people in the legislator, legislature that are ignorant of the huge driving force there is in people in the age of 25 to 33 that want to still be teenagers. They want to still be lost in their video games. Um, and But this is what it appears to be to a bunch of people that are ignorant of the actual fact that real people are involved here, and they're not in that age group. But one of the big flavors that you constantly hear and bring up is ecto. Okay? Mm-hmm. I said to my 16-year-old the other day, do you know what ecto flavor is? And he went, I've never what? heard that, that being brought up. And he said, what? I said, have you ever heard of ectoplasm? He's like, no, what's that? Well, you know, saying that, well, this was a Kool-Aid flavor. Here's the thing. Kool-Aid doesn't make that flavor anymore. Kool-Aid came out with that flavor 30 fucking years ago. When the yeah, movie from, was in the theaters. From Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. And so everybody we, we that knows heard, what that flavor heard, is. We, we, we have to stop using specific examples. The bottom line is, this is a million times cooler than cigarettes were. Okay? And it, we have created a cultural lifestyle that kids want to emulate. And we have to stop denying that there's not, you know, tens if not hundreds of thousands of teens taking up vaping. Okay? Um, I mean, it's just now, it's I don't crazy. Dis- I don't disagree with that, but what's what's the answer? I mean, uh, unfortunately, I mean, the three uh, of us on this call have been around since the beginning before vaping was cool. Now vaping is cool. How do you stop that? No one under 18 should be allowed in a vape shop. No one. I agree. No one. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. That, needs to, that needs to happen. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's only going only so far. Okay, but that's that's a, but there has to be a start. The problem is is that you can't just put up a defense. I mean, the the difference of my attitude in my organization in Canada versus United States is, you know, you guys put up a defense, okay, and look for you know plausible deniability, okay, you know, to fight back, okay, legislation. Whereas we're taking taking a different stand, saying, guess what, health officials, you have total right to be scared as shit of us. Okay, and yes, okay, renormalization is a real factor. How can we work together? Because this is still going to happen, 
and a propaganda, uh, you know, a prohibitionist stance is not going to work for you or us. Well, okay, that's, but, that's exactly the the okay. that Safada has been taking, uh, not necessarily at the national level, but at at the local and and state levels. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the stance that Safada has been taking. You you have to be extremely credible extremely professional to even get invited in to have real discussions with these legislators. And when you format yourself in that way, guess what? All of a sudden you get recognized as a stakeholder and you get okay offered okay real input and real dialogue and you get to educate these guys and understand that we're not big tobacco. Um, but, I mean, when you look at a show like that, okay, that I just went to, oh, my God, it was, yeah. so, it was so marketing to teens, okay, right? You know, every one of them had those flat-billed, okay, uh, hats, okay? The guys were taking home to their sons, okay, or whatever, okay? You know, cool stickers, okay? Um, like a whole bunch of crap. I, I mean, I don't know what it's what it's like where you are, but, I mean, around here, you, you talk about flat-billed hats, man. You're talking about 90% of the vape community. That's... Oh, holy shit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just checked my email. I, I just checked my email and because I was going to pull up the last email that I got from Bill Godshall, um because I got his testimony um, at the Pennsylvania hearing, his and Greg's. And God love Bill Godshall. Thank you, Bill, for your email list. Thank you. Thank you. Um, breaking news. The U.S. House Appropriations Committee bill would prohibit the FDA from enforcing the February 15, 2007 grandfather date for newly deemed tobacco products, including e-cigarettes. Move the grandfather date to issuance of final rule for deeming regulation, allowing newly deemed tobacco products and e-cigarette products now on the market to remain legal, but require the FDA approval of PMTAs for new products after the final rule issuance. Wow. Okay, so you, if, you, if you thought there was a rush on e-liquid companies, just wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, so I, I've got about four or five flavors ready to go to market. So I guess I have to fast track those now. So so on to your last conversation talking about uh, diacetyl and, and AP, mm-hmm. right, and other stuff. Okay, so clearly no one's researching it. Okay, um, you know we did. Okay, back in two thousand and nine, right? Well, um, nobody's researching the actual effects. Was was really my point? Well, because you can't. Okay. Yes, you can. Okay. So that's the first thing. You can. Okay. And in September, okay, Flavor is going to show everybody what we've been working on. Okay, for the last nine, ten months. So well, you're, you're you're actually researching the effects of diacetyl and AP on lung tissue. Uh, 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 everything that's in flavoring in vapor. Okay. okay. Not just those things. It's an open-ended thing. Okay. Good. Good. The, the, the cool thing about I can say very limited things about what's called Clearstream yeah. onward. Okay? Oh, okay. I was going to say, is this like Clearstream project phase it, it's, two? It's called Clearstream onward, um, and um, it basically is open ended. In other words, we don't control it. Okay, so we might find out other stuff, but it's going to fully. Okay, there's new things out there, include th- including 3D modeling. Um, that we're using, so like the, whatever the most sophisticated science and technology that exists today um, that has never been used before, we're literally going to do um, to take it to the next step. And clearly what we're going to do for our company is ensure that we set a standard that meets the European Tobacco Initiative 
and we're going to make sure that we're setting a standard that will um, be ready for when uh, deeming regulation go through on a GMP basis and they start understanding. Because in, in Europe, you understand that there is fixed limits, right, for diacetyl and AP, right? Everything has to be tested, right, in the European initiative, right? Um, so, I mean, it's going to happen here, right? So, you know, the problem, the problem today is I could make up clean juice and submit it and say, hey, my uh, XYZ uh, uh, sugar plum e-liquid is clean, and then I can put it out on the shelves dirty, right, to make it tastier, right? So it's very easy to put out, okay, false, okay, product testing. That's mm -hmm. a problem because we're not really pulling from shelves. What was interesting was Vapor Shark pulled from their own shelf, right, okay, it wasn't a, you know, what was interesting about that testing, it wasn't a uh, e-liquid company doing the testing, except, right. their, except their own juice, quite frankly. Um, but um, uh, it was literally them pulling finished juice off of a shelf, their own, and testing it. Okay. Um, and, I mean, the other thing that really bothers me... Consequently, that, that kind of gave the e-liquid manufacturers an out by saying, oh, well, that was, that was our old recipe. They yeah. heard that last night. Multiple yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, multiple times, right? But, I mean, the thing that bothers me right now is why are we still talking about popcorn lung? Okay, why are we focused on that? There's well over 100, okay, diseases, okay, uh, that affect the lungs, okay, that these things have, okay, ability to create. I okay? think it's focused on that because they get to throw around people have to have lung transplants. Well, of course, so so it's really a bad thing, but it's a very very rare thing in its, you know, anyway, right? To get uh, that disease, okay, um, even with exposure. I mean, obviously, there's diacetyl in in, uh, in tobacco, and everybody goes, well, listen, people have been smoking cigarettes that have way more diacetyl than uh, e-cigarettes, okay? You know, no one's died of popcorn lung. Stop talking about popcorn lung, okay? Let's talk about all of the other things like COPD. Okay, and a hundred other diseases, okay, that are uh, affected from these things, okay, that are documented, right? So, I mean, it's a real issue, okay? What, what bothers me is that when it comes to the difference for me for, from diacetyl and AP is AP has to be added, okay? Diacetyl can naturally occur, right? Okay, right. it can naturally occur when people are using the wrong type of um, natural extracts or compounds, right? Or and, as a result of manufacture of acetoin. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. And there's different there's different grades of all of these chemicals too. Upstomp. Okay. What grade? Okay. Of acetoin are you using? Right. Now how is that pronounced acetoin when there's a damp? Isn't there a T in that? Uh, it depends on what uh, accent you want to give it. Okay. A French accent. Okay. Acetoin or acetone. Acetone, okay, acetone, okay, would be like, like a French guy would say it, okay, okay, it depends on what accent you want to throw at it, it's kind of like I say diacetyl and diacetyl both in the same sentence, right. okay, um, phonetically it's diacetyl, if you look up, okay, a phonetic spelling of it, okay, um, but anyway, but I mean, you know, why are we still focusing on popcorn lung, I mean, these are, I mean, things that need to be taken out, okay, you know, um, you know, I love the, I love Farsanilos and I love everything he's been doing. Okay, he's made a career now out of it. 
Okay, but Flavor Art brought him into the business in 2009. Him and Peloso. Okay, um, you know, Clearstream started in 2009, six years ago, which is like ancient, okay, yeah. in this industry, right? Um, and, uh, and I'm glad that people are starting to care, and you know, they better start to care. And, uh, you but know, that, none, of, none of what you're saying really necessarily contradicts anything that I was saying earlier, where you put the microscope on any one component. And you're going to have results that people are going to want to harp on. Yeah, right. oh, a absolutely. But let's get rid of... What I'm trying to say, Jay, is let's get rid of these two, okay? I, what I'm telling you right now, and I'm sort of unveiling for the first time publicly, okay, is we're going to the next step. Because okay. we know there's other things wrong. We know there's further investigation. Let's, you know, we don't want to just continue to, uh, to focus on formaldehyde or, or diacetyl and, and AP, Okay, We're, we actually want to go the next distance and look at, okay, you know, you know, 3D modeling that will give us long-term results of degradation and effect on, on inhalation of, um, of this liquid, okay, including flavor and VG and PG and, and nicotine. And we're going to go the next step ahead of it because no one else is prepared to do it. You so know? what if you find that every single flavor compound that's, com that's commonly in use causes damage to lung tissue? Uh, um, you know what? It's at that point. It, you know what we're going to find, Jay? Is it's it's all about dosages, and right. I can tell I can tell you right now Everything that dosages. Yeah, but I mean, I can tell you right now that what we're going to find is they're damaging, but at what dosage? And I, I'll I'll guarantee you, okay, that the dosage will be somewhere uh, ten percent or less flavoring will be allowed. Okay, you know what? These twenty five thirty. I've seen some flavor recipes from professional companies. Over 30, okay? Oh, sure. Uh, you know, over 30% flavoring. However, I mean, you you can't just throw out their flavoring percentages because, you know, something like Flavor Art typically has a, a stronger flavor percentage because they use less propylene glycol in their base, right? Yeah. yeah. Someplace, someplace like TPA is far more diluted. So you can't just make a blanket statement that says 10%. You're yeah, right. You're, you're, you're right. You're right. But let's, let's, let's say on average, I'm using an average right now, right. not a flavor. Art. I'm not using a flavor art number, but there's a reason why we concentrate our flavors for that very reason. Right. Not only because we formulate them differently um, and we're a flavor manufacturer. Right. OK. Um, and FEMA it is is heavily, heavily okay, affected by CDC. OK. I mean, there's a lot of um, pressure right now on FEMA manufacturers in the United States by CDC. Huge amount of pressure, right? And, and that will affect a lot of these guys out there that you refer to as flavor companies or flavor manufacturers, and I refer to them as compounders, right? Because right. really, they're, they're really, I mean, well, TPA, what TPA, I is, TPA is not even a manufacturer. No, no, and that's okay. what I said before, where okay. there's really only a handful of flavor manufacturers. Yeah. There are a ton of flavor retailers. And compounders and, and, and people who make flavorings out of flavorings, yeah, absolutely. yeah, and, and and repackagers like they'll, you know, they'll take a couple flavors and blend them, mm -hmm. right? Okay, that you wouldn't even really consider a flavor, but at the end of the day, you would consider salted caramel, or at the end of the day, you would consider cookie dough, and they really took four flavors and put them together, okay, and repackaged them, right? So there are four finished flavors. Okay, that they, they package together, right? So, 
you know, it's uh, it's surprising what you learn, okay, as you get involved in a business, right? Uh, you know, deeply, right, and understand who your competitors are, right? And there's some good ones out there, and there's some not so good ones, right? Obviously, right? Sure. sure. You know, um, but uh, you know, ultimately, our stance is, okay, um, you know, my first uh, inventory is over here. The first batches off of that inventory have been taken. Um, I'm just waiting uh, for. Uh, yogurt and my full load of my three tobaccos to come over to send it all in one batch, right? So I can release it all in one batch because mm -hmm. uh, it's a crazy amount of money to sit on and then send out another three or four or five flavors and wait till I can release this information. But, uh, you know, and uh, while I have the assurances that, uh, you know, I'll be at crazy low or non detectable and everything I, I manufacture and sell, if, if it's over that, I'm just not going to sell it uh, until I can. Make it yummy, A and B, um, as safe as possible, right? So, you know, and I, I, I'm, you know, I guess we'll challenge the rest of the industry to say this is a standard, even though there is no formal standard that every one of the flavor manufacturers, because I think that the e-liquid companies are getting tired and pissed off. Okay. Yeah. Right? Well, we're constantly we're we're putting up with a moving target constantly. Yeah. Um, you know, the the rules change. The rules yeah. keep changing. You know, there, sometimes it's minor switches, but, you know, one week, you know, people are screaming about AP and acetoene. The next week, they're, oh, it's just AP. Acetoene's okay on its own. Well, the ne then the next week, oh, well, t you know, 10 parts per million is okay because it's considered contamination, whereas, you know, two months ago, oh, anything over detectable limits, you know, you had to throw it out. So, you know, yeah. we, need, we need a set of standards. We need some real guidance and not just the talking heads, you know, shooting from the from the hip. But I mean, we're, we're all we all understand that 2000 UGs is unacceptable, right? I would I would I would have <clears throat> an opinion that, yes, 2000 parts per million or micrograms, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, that's certainly an avoidable uh, an avoidable percentage. And, and, I, and frankly, I'm not, I have no idea where that level, you know, where that concentration could possibly come from. Um, yeah. Unless you're stick, you know, grabbing sticks of butter <laughs> and sticking it in your e-liquid. I, do, I just don't, I don't know. Because knowing the Real percentages that I feel. Margarine would definitely not be good to vape because it's essentially plastic. But okay. Well, yeah. But knowing the percentages that I deal with, um, 2,000 parts per million is is insane. Uh, you know where where are these flavors coming from? Uh, it's it's beyond me. They're coming from people that call me up and say, "Sean, could you mix me up some awesome double double triple x extract diacetyl flavor?" Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, could you add some more diacetyl to make it yummier? I mean, that's what I the the, the biggest takeaway I got from Doctor F last night was him saying, you know, hey, is it not obvious to us all right now, okay, that the reason that these are putting in there is to make things yummier, okay, right, okay, and the reason they're not taking them out of there is they're scared to try to... experience, 200 to 400 parts per million is actually pretty damn buttery. Yeah. In my experience. So, so you know, I've obviously yeah. never tasted these e-liquids that are, that are, you know, positing a 2,000 part per million... Uh, flavor but it's it's just beyond me where where that stuff's coming from i'd actually like to I'd <clears throat> like to try it just to just to see what it's all about you know 
I have a flavor that I love, but uh, I, I don't have it released, right? It used, it, it's in our food side of thing, and it's called uh, panettone, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's freaking delicious, okay? I have to admit I've vaped it, okay? So let's say it's around 1,200, right? Right. Okay. It's, it's you know, it's, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to sell it to, for vaping, but it does make it unbelievably delicious, delicious bakery uh, vape. Would you just throw anything with it, Jay? And it's, it's a home run hit immediately. Well, you have to right? stop saying it because you know what? Now Flavor Art Italy is going to be getting all kinds of orders for yeah, this. No, they, can't, they, can't, they won't be taking any orders. They can't take orders from North America anymore, okay, unless they're released through me. Um, so I've like literally cut off the, I, I literally cut off, um, uh, before I released, uh, Jeannie, before I'm releasing yogurt, I, I've cut off at least a thousand kilos of yogurt. Okay. That they tried, people tried to order from, from Europe, right. That I cut off. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and I said like, no, not until we get it. We send it out for testing. Okay. To various, you know, test customers that they like it. Okay, that it's gone through our lab. Okay, and I won't even release it publicly until it's gone through the secondary independent testing. Even though I know my lab testing, in my internal testing, is extremely accurate. I, I you know, why trust me, right? Okay, so I mean, everything that we do is double tested, right? Because We're, I want to test. I call you Mr. Nogurt. Yeah, Mr. yeah, Nogurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nogurt. Yeah, Nogurt for you. Okay, okay. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the yogurt Nazi. And you ruined me, by the way, Niagara. Yeah, you, and I, I, you, love, you did, love Soho, too. Right? Yeah, I, I did, did DJ tell you that? Yeah, it said, you bastards ruined me. Yeah, he told me that while I was in Chicago. Yeah, I, I have to admit, like, I, I can't stop vaping it, okay? And it's interesting, you use meringue, too, okay? But I haven't used orange. I just use, okay, just, just Soho and meringue. I've done a zillion combinations. I think I have, like, eight different, uh, you know, testers on my desk right now of different variations, but I haven't used orange. I've used... Orange with cookie, okay? Um, I'm working on, uh, on a lime marshmallow and coconut right now that's really delicious. Um, but uh, I've been using cookie uh, and, uh, and orange with a little bit of marshmallow. Basically, an orange marshmallow cookie is what I'm going for, right? But, uh, yeah, Soho is basically, you know what Soho is, okay? In homage to Kimmer. You know what I mean? You right? need to you need to try it with the orange and let me know what you think because and I'm a first one to tell you that I'm a tobacco vape noob. I really am. I I know little of nothing. I mean, par is my go-to for hey, does this sound like it'll be all right? But I mix it up and I really like it. So try it and see what you think because you know, you're more knowledgeable when it comes to tobacco flavors than than I am, but I like it. So, so come up with a creative way with Kimmer because she'll be she'll be getting an order put in tomorrow and getting whatever she wants shipped out on Monday because um, I've got everything in. Um, so, come up with a creative way with Kimmer that we can give away a selective amount to some selective uh, people in your audience of Soho. Okay. Do you have sample packs available for vendors? <clears throat> yeah, we, we have we have libraries. Okay, um, we have basically a, a flavor library that we discount, Jay, so okay. that you can try all 130, 40 flavors, whatever, how many flavors we have. Mm-hmm. Um, I already have them, um, bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then we have the refill 
system, okay, for people like Jeannie when they need refills, okay, right? Um, so, yeah, we just, we want, yeah, Jeannie's already been one of our testers, and she's, uh, she's uh, been giving us feedback, okay, just so we can have some other feedback and experience and understanding, okay? Although Rich is really very smart mixer, and he has a great sense and palate, right? Um, uh, I'm okay. Um, I'm not great. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's new flavors. Like, you know, like I, I need to understand new flavors every day, how they can be used. I mean, God only knows. I can't figure out Oba Oba. I can't figure out Bergamot. Okay. Oba uh, is one of the first flavorings I ever used. I mean, going back to, what, 2010. Yeah. Jeremy Dollar loves it. Okay. Oh, it's, okay. It's, it's, loves it. I'm like, dude, I can't figure out how to mix with it. Right. But, I mean, like, how people, you know, blend some of our flavors, just like mangosteen. I'm, I'm selling the crap out of mangosteen, okay, right now. I'm getting orders and orders and orders from e-liquid manufacturers for mangosteen. I'm thinking, what are they doing with it, okay? <laughs> you know, like, and then, I, and then it's interesting because I'll buy, like, crap tons of juice from my customers, right? I, I don't like taking free samples, but I'll just, you know, whenever I can see it in a store, I'll buy it. Okay, or I see at a show, I'll buy it, you know, with or without their knowledge, and I'm thinking, hmm, what's in here that I know, right? Like, and try to figure it out. So it's like a, it's like a little detective game for me, right? <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, yeah, those are my rants. Okay, I had some rants sitting here. Okay, you know, I, I, I was prepared for much more evil. Um, no, no, no. I, I, I got. I have to be on the, uh, uh, on the. I mean, I, I want every flavoring company to be legit. I want to have legit, okay, customers. I'm playing in an unfair world out there, okay? And uh, I hope our challenge of legitimacy, okay, because as Dr. F said, you know, you take away the, the diacetyl and AP, it's obviously not as, as tasty as the one with it, right? right. I, I, I've, taste, I've tasted Panettone, okay, from... 1,200 down to 1,000, from 1,000 down to 800, from 800 down to 400, 400 down to 200. At 200, it tastes like um, dog throw up, okay? It tasted like I kissed you know, my golden retriever. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all top note. And, uh, you know, you can't fix it with anything. I tried to fix it at, at 200. I, I gave up going even lower. I thought, fuck it. Yeah, well, let's work on another one, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't figure out how to fix that. Okay. It, it, it does. It does to a certain extent. I think it, it will eliminate an entire category of e-liquid flavor, um, unless unless we find a suitable suitable substitute. I, I mean, our custard is lovely. It's not as rich, okay, buttery or creamy as Capella's. Okay, I admit that. Okay, it can be blended successfully, and I've had many people tell me, "Holy crap!" Okay, you know, I, I blend that very successfully. Right, Jeannie, do you like white white grape? Okay, I don't like the smell of it or taste of it. Or tried to have you ever tried to blend with white grape of ours? Yes. I can't get it. Where I've had mixers that are like, I can't name names, but like top e-liquid companies out there going, oh yeah, it's it, you just got to work on it, but it's really great flavor to uh -huh. mix with. But is it a top note? No, as Jay said. No, right? it's a back note. It and it, and it's a really good back note. And I have to tell you, and we're talking about white peach in the chat it it is a really really super nice back note for white peach not that yeah. white peach needs it because white peach is probably my 
and and I, and I find it hard to to even to pick my favorite flavor from Flavor Art. And up until I got the library back, I had forgotten how many spectacular flavors I used to get from Flavor Art. Um, and and that's not blowing smoke up your ass, Niagara. That's just yeah. talking truth because the vanilla, the the classic caramel, the white peach, lemon Sicily. I mean, they're but the white peach is fucking amazing. Um, I had completely forgotten about that, and years and years and years ago, JD Vore. Um, my buddy JD and JD, we miss you. And people do still remember who you are. Every time I go into his show on the other guys, he's like, Oh, vapors don't even know who the fuck I am. Well, if they're paying attention, they do. Um, but JD always mixed with flavor art, white peach. And I had never had a peach vape that I liked until JD sent me this bottle of e-liquid. And I'm like, what is in this? And it was flavor art, white peach. Um, but yeah, I'm having an absolute blast with with the white peach, and um, I've got lemon cookie going in the other blend. I've got, I, and I've actually only got flea, three flea. Um, I only have three flavors of juice going, which for me is really rare. And um, all three of them are flavor art mixes. Yeah, th- this month my focus is passion fruit, fig, okay, and and trying to. Um, I met a, um, I guess I can say this. I met uh, Tobe this week, right? The guy that made the, the Tobe Addy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his real name is. Super cool guy, right? He loves our black current, okay? Right? It's like his all day vape, right? Yeah. So I got to figure out how to uh, work with black current. Because I've always liked Cassis. Do you know what Cassis is? No. Jay, do you know what Cassis is? Yes. It's like a syrup, right? Mm-hmm. A black curd syrup from some European country. I'm not sure, you know, where it's a, uh, where it's Poland or Hungary or whatever. It's somewhere over there, but it's a uh, Africa. Maybe we're talking about different things. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about a black currant syrup. Okay, that you would mix for drinks. It's used for alcohol uh, mixes, but I used to, as a kid, drink it just oh, with water for, for classic classic European cocktails. Like not not like mixed drinks, but actual cocktails. Cocktails, yeah, yeah. Heavy, heavy absinthe or, or yeah, 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 that type of thing. Um, I've been playing with the fig and the cookie to come up with a fig Newton. Wow. I've been playing around with that. That's still, yeah, that's that's still getting ten, 10 mil batches at a time because I just can't get it the way I want it. Um, but. And then I thought, oh, you know what? My next incarnation of it is going to have 1% strawberry added in. Because I'm, I just keep thinking that, that, that having that strawberry undertone will give the fig part of the cookie what I think it's missing. Right. So, so here are the three things I'm coming out with uh, next week. So peanut has been reformulated. Okay. It's, it's really, really good. Like, it's very easy to turn into peanut butter, okay? Uh, really easy to turn into peanut butter. Um, and we're coming out with condensed milk, okay, which we've been working on now for about three or four months. And it wasn't to follow the rage of cereals, but it does give that sweet milk finish, right? Okay, it, you know, 
and I guess I guess I have to say that I'm in love with strawberry milk from Kimmer, right? It's like an all-day vape for me. I buy multiple, you know, four and eight ounces of it, okay, and I mix it all the time. I love it. I don't I don't want to recreate what she's done, but I do like the milk side of that of the strawberry milk, right? So I'd rather you know people create their own imagination of what they want to do with it, but it's a thick, thick, sweet milk, basically. Right, and you can do a lot of things with it. See, well, and I guess I'll have to get it and play with it because I have to tell you, I'm not a fan of all of these cereal type vapes that are out there now because they're too heavy on the milk portion. Um, right. And milk flavoring in a vape has just not been yummy to me in so far. Um, like Jay, your your CB two, um, mm-hmm. even the original, they weren't heavy on the dairy side. There was no dairy. There was never even in the original. There was and no. And that's dairy. why I like them. Yeah. Um, I no, am not. Nobody buys them anymore because everybody's everybody's making a cereal vape now. Well, I am not. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm just. <clears throat> I have never been a fan of of custards. Um, for that reason. And it's like Bavarian cream flavoring. Bavarian cream flavoring to me is the most god-awful shit on the planet. Um, And I have a lot of friends that go really heavy on the Bavarian cream in a lot of their mixes, and and they'll send it to me, and I'm like, that's all I can fucking taste. See, my problem with custards was always that there was was always a, a musty bakery flavor in most of them. Uh, and I couldn't stand that. So I, I never hopped on that bandwagon. See, custard for me is just like a very small back note, okay, that I put in car- caramels and butterscotches and other things. It's never like the front note. It's not custard, custard. It's just I'm just going to put a little bit of custard in a back note, okay, just a, like a lower layer of the flavor. To try right? to give it that just that hint of creaminess in there. A little, a little, yeah, to try to add creaminess, right? Um but very small amounts, right? I've never used custard as, as, as a big amount thing. And I don't like custard, like high amount custards at all. Um, I never followed. But again, my preface was I'm not trying to follow the cereal bandwagon, okay? I just, you know, you know, Rich and I looked at it, all of our existing flavors that had diacetyl uh, on the food side, and we started picking which ones uh, we knew, uh, talking to our chemists. Uh, and flavorists in Italy that we could get out and, and successfully do. And the last one is we're going to come out with, and this is uh, customer-driven, we're going to come out with a true sour. Okay? not It's not never been done this way before because it's not tart. I don't want sweet tart. Okay? I want just pucker on your mouth, okay, for fruit. Right? And uh, it's very different. Okay? So... Yeah, all of those things are coming out right now. Plus, I've got three more fruits, completely new fruits that we're in de- we have in development that should be out uh, this summer, sometime. So, just so you heard, heard it here on the Genie Cave show first. Yay! <laughs> I know. I when you said that, I'm like, yay me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, if you see something on the food side of things, okay, um, that's not on. Our new website that'll come out in the next uh, three weeks, two three weeks, okay. That you think we should be working on, okay. Talk to us, okay. We'll tell you if, if it can be done, right? 
We've done, oh yeah, we've done um, uh, ginger. We, we, we're going to release ginger as well. We figured out how to uh, take the oil um, solubility out of it and make it water soluble. Um, and it still was really yummy. Ooh, that so could... ginger's mm. pretty fun. Yeah, and I've, I've, play, I've, I've given that uh, test sample out to a couple e-liquid companies to play and work with, and they all loved it. Can right? I have some? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm sure that I could probably get a test sample out. It's not, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have it next week. Actually, it's in, 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 uh, in the shipment for next week. So, yeah, put that down to Rich that you want some of that, too. Oh, I will. Yeah. I'm writing it down, even. Um, yeah, <laughs> ginger, we fixed ginger, right? And I already told you pistachio is already, oh, is already on the list. Beat right? my son. My son took his green pen and colored all over my pen, and I just picked my pen up, and my hand is now green. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> Classic. Classic pistachio. Ass kicking. I, I I I have to work with somebody smarter than me to figure out something with pistachio. Okay. Oh, well, I I have the secret on pistachio. <laughs> we, it was funny because Rich and I uh, in Chicago were trying to find everything we could eat with pistachio in it. Okay, to try to come up with some inspiration, right? Like Rich was like mowing down on this these beautiful handmade. Uh, pistachio muffins, like fresh out of the oven baked pistachio muffins, all green in color, and they were just delicious, right? We're like trying to come up with like so that we could, right? Because Rich is a chef, right? In his background and training, right? So we're going, like, what kind of vape could we make with pistachio? I, I, I got to get with Jack Catro or somebody, okay, uh, that can figure something out because I totally want to vape pistachio. Well, you should, he should really take the pistachio and play with the pistachio and the whipped cream or the. Pistachio, no, pistachio whipped cream and the custard, mm -hmm. and see if he could come up with a pistachio pudding. Um, do, do you guys have that in Canada? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. Because, I mean, that's really big here. That's really big here. So, but if, I don't like pistachios per se, but, I mean, if Rich has a background in cooking, he could probably nail that, and, and it would be a big hit for most people here. I'm just not a fan of it. Yeah, Rich, Rich has a lot of talents most people don't know. He trained as a red-label chef, right? Which I, I don't understand that well, except that that's a nice badge of you accomplished something uh, in, in chefdom, if that's what it's called, right? I'm telling you, I have green ink all over my hand now. <laughs> that's Bertie did that? Yes. Well, shit. <laughs> I got to high-five him next time I see him. He might not be alive the next time you see him. Yeah. God, sixteen-year-old. VCCPA was a was a blast, by the way. It was a blast. I know, and I get. I'm seeing all these pictures. Everybody's putting. I'm like, damn it! I should have been there. Oh, it was like it was great because we were getting together with these huge groups of people. Okay, um, like it was mostly vendors, but anybody was invited, right? Okay, it was like these huge groups of people were getting together at uh, multiple places, like. One night, it was back in a couple of people that had massive suites, and there was like 100, 150 of us. And then the next night, uh, Austin Coop, uh, Cooper from, um, I'm not sure who he's with anymore. He used to be with uh, Cottonwood. I don't think he's there anymore. But uh, he uh, picked a huge restaurant and, uh, and basically reserved the whole place. And it's just like, whoever wants to come, right? And uh, we all went out to that restaurant drinking. And then we had... Uh, um, Rich and uh, Phil DJing on the uh, Saturday night, which was a, a blast, raising money for advocacy. 
which was fun watching. We have video of that. Nick was able to get some video of that. Uh, we might be playing it tomorrow night. Okay, yeah, the, the, what that say we're just friends or something, that thing at the end, that he was getting punked by uh, your friends at Plumes of Hazard or whatever they're called. Yeah, it's Plumes of Hazard. That's your, that's, that's, the, that's your buddy that you were hanging around with in Chicago, right? The yes. big dude with yep. the beard? Yep, that's understudy. Is that what his name is? I've never met him before. I gotta, well, that's I his screen name. He friended me, on, and it, what's really funny is is I had him friended under the plumes of hazard and stuff, and he friended me by his name the other day. And I had to look at this. And that's the sad thing is I know everybody by screen names. Now, I mean, I know your name is Sean Casey. I know that. But you're mm-hmm. Niagara. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's kind of like PB Dragon. PB Dragon is PB Dragon, and I call him PB. I went out there for his wedding, and his mother said to me, why do you call him PB? And I'm like, because it's PB. It just is. And and I'm like, well, should I call him Mike? And she's like, well, you know, that's not his real name. And I'm like, yes, I know that. But he would hunt me down and kill me if I ever called him anything but PB or Mike. Um, you're the only one allowed to call him. <laughs> Even his wife calls him Mike. Um, but I had to look at this little bitty picture. And I'm like, okay. And I, I'm like, oh, I know who that is. It was kind of like Ripple, you know. Ripple is, I have had Ripple as a friend on my Facebook for a long time. I did not know that that name was Ripple. And that's that's what throws me, is like Facebook now. Upstomp no longer has an upstomp. No, Facebook made it illegal. Yeah, Cause, so. Because it was one word. Right, oh, so it was because it was Upstomp vapes, and they went after all the vapes. Like mm-hmm. they, they like mm-hmm. took a week off and just w- attacked all the vapes, and uh, yeah, just deleted our accounts or converted them into pages, I guess. Yeah, which, useless. They, Facebook just had a fit, and I'm like, well, hopefully they don't like try to do a Google search. And I guess maybe it's okay if they try to do a Google search of my name because if in you know, I mean. If you Google search my name that I use on Facebook, it comes up with me 18 different places. If somebody were to search for me under the name that's actually on my birth certificate that no one, including my mother, even calls me, um, that, uh, no, who the fuck is that? And, and luckily, Facebook has not gone after uh, Stanley the Viking yet. Because it's more than one word. I keep telling you. It doesn't have vape in it, and it's more than one word. Well, it's Stanley Vikingly. Yeah. You know, that could be that could be somebody's real name. It could, exactly, exactly. So he was smart. Yeah, he's a smart dude. Mm. By the way, Jeannie, I've been meaning to ask you: Does our honey, okay? Because I haven't started playing with it, but I don't want to waste you know any time. Does our honey actually vape badly, uh, like all other honeys? I haven't. See, now the flavor of it is really good. I just haven't vaped it with anybody else around the house to find out if it smells like feet. Yeah, because somebody sent me a recipe with our honey in it and apple and cinnamon, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't, there's maybe some other ingredients, right? And was telling me it's like an all-day vape for them and that they just love, you know, our flavors and blah, 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 and they they buy a lot of honey, right? And they wanted to make sure our vendors had lots of honey, right? Um, I called the vendor actually and said, hey, like, just make sure... I send you honey, even like a small amount, because uh, you got a customer that loves it, right? And that's a good thing, right? 
you know, to have product in that your customer loves, yeah. right? And, uh, and I'm just thinking, which is why Kimmer's yelling at me every time I talk about flavor at flavors. Yeah, because well, she's like, you know, people keep asking me about them. I'm like, I know. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I, I told her it was coming. I told her it was coming in another couple weeks. I told her it was going to be in in a couple days, and then I got really busy. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So. It's, well, and it's I guess of- I mean, and it's a good problem to have. It really is. I mean, to, to have your customers want something that you don't have yet. That's I, that's <clears> a good <throat> problem to have. Mm-hmm. Sorta. Of. <laughs> you know. It's sort of not if they get bored waiting and go order them from someplace else. Yeah, yeah. I don't want her to lose customers. She's way too nice a lady. I've talked to her a number of times on the phone. I want to, I want to talk to Niagara about this uh, flavor library. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's it's a lot, Upstump. It really is. Well, it's, no, it's I, I don't want to talk to him about it on air. <laughs> PM me and uh, give me your phone number. I'll call you tomorrow, buddy. I want to, I want to make a deal. Yo. 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 Yeah. Yo, three grown-ass adults just all sat here and said, yo. <laughs> you know what I really like? Sorry. I have to admit, I like enjoy pomegranate. Okay? I got a whole bunch of free samples. Okay? Their pomegranate is, is to die for. Did, did you try the vanilla? See, cause mm-hmm. did I ever tell you about what happened with that, Niagara? I got, they handed me a free sample at ECC in Niagara Falls up to the yeah. VPX show. Me, where, me where too, but I never the, used it. I just threw it in a box. Well, so I opened it up to try it, and other than the fact, the only, the biggest downfall for me was I couldn't find a nick level on the package, and the only number that I can come up with to tell anybody that the nick level in this thing is really fucking high. Mm-hmm. That's the nick level. The nick level in this thing is really fucking high. Um, but the vanilla flavor wasn't bad at all, and I thought, you know, but with the punch that the hot really fucking high nick level has in it my mother might like this because the the place in florida where my mother was going and getting her e-cig stuff and her e-liquid <sighs> here's the thing that drives me nuts about subom okay and this is my biggest bitch this subom crowd everybody is catering to this subom crowd i have nothing against subom vapors i really don't other than the fact that they have fucked the market and what I mean by that is, you have somebody like my mother who smokes cigarettes that needs that punch, okay? She's using an Ego and a Clearo. So my mother needs a Nick level of 18 to 24. That's the range of Nick level my mother needs to get what she's looking for, what she gets from her cigarettes. Because she's not using it all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. Well... Everybody at this vape shop where my mother goes in Florida to get her shit is all cloud chasers now. So what nick levels do you think they carry in the shop? 036. 036. Tell her to go to LJE Smokes. My mother doesn't internet. No, they have three stores in Florida. And so they have one near Lake Wales? Because if not, she's not going there. I don't know where that is. Okay. Florida's a big place. Jay. Yeah, it's a big, big damn place. Yeah, but they have three stores. Um, so they <laughs> sold my mother six milligram juice, and she's like, and I, Jeannie, I just don't like this. This just doesn't, I could sit no. here and vape uh, on this thing for, I could use this thing for half an hour and have to go outside and smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Well, Mom, that's because they gave you fucking six. Um, so that, that I think, of anything is what annoys me the most about this whole sub movement. All right, what, is what, the what, fact what, that Nick what, levels are little of nothing now, and for a smoker, 
that is using anything other than sub ohm, it's not fucking helping them. Okay. So where, where does she live? Lake Wales. Okay. Um, and so, you know, here, there, there's that, right? So my mom needs these higher nick levels. And that's what I try to make for her because six milligram just isn't helping her. So I get this little enjoy from them and I'm like, okay, this thing is just going to blow the top of my head right off, right? So my mom was up and I'm like, here, mom, try this thing out. And she goes, oh, you know what? I like that. She says, other than it tastes like cookies, it should taste like cigarettes. I'm like, okay, mom. So I went down to the store and I got her a five pack of the tobacco carts to go with it. And she absolutely loves it. And after I gave it to her, I thought, you know what? I really liked having that thing at the bottom of my purse because God forbid if, you know, the three devices I walk out the door with somehow managed to all stop working at once. Not that that would never happen to me because it has. That would be nice to have in there. So I ended up turning around and buying one of the fucking things that I just had and gave away. But they are really nice to have around. The vanilla is not bad at all. I didn't get to try the, I didn't get to try the pomegranate, but the vanilla in that one is not bad. Oh my god! I tried every single one of their flavor cartridges and like li- literally dumped a, almost a half bag full of them. Okay, and I took away with them. But pomegranate, okay, and they have like a uh, black and bl- black and blueberry that was pretty good. But the pomegranate was delicious, delicious, I- I- unbelievable. I'm vaping it right now. In fact. So now, and you just do, how do you mix your Soho? Um, I mix it um, 18 Soho, 2% uh, meringue. See, and I did 10, 2, and 2. Yeah, I could go down, okay? It's too much. It's almost too much. Yeah, I did 10, 2, and 2, and I really like it, so. Yeah, I'm sure I could get down to 14 easily, okay? You know, my issue is I have too much of it here to worry about it, right? I've got a liter of it sitting on my desk. Oh, and what's the website for Flavor West North America going to be? Flavor West North America? I don't have a clue. Who are they? Flavor Art. What did I? Did I say Flavor West? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's just, it's, the new website is basically uh, a huge, huge complex site that will be a multi-site system. So you'll go to flavorart.com, and you'll see a world, and you'll pick North America. Mm, sounds delicious. Don't read and talk at the same time, Jeannie. And then, and then everything in that website, okay, in a subsite, will be everything North America. All my, all my uh, specific, unique content on the front end, and all of my uh, product that is unique to my... Uh, business on the on the back end right so you know britain they might be selling you know nicotine e-juice right because obviously we're a large very large uh, e-liquid manufacturer in europe they sell devices in multiple countries around the world okay i mean max is in russia right now just talked to him about uh six or seven hours ago in moscow and uh and they would sell something different there i don't even have a fucking clue what they sell there right but uh you know, in North America, it's just flavors, right? That's all we are. 
So, so in other words, don't gotta, don't don't read private messages about flavor testing fiascos when you're talking to another company that has flavor in their name because you will fuck it up and look yeah, like an flavor idiot. west north america yeah yeah that's no. classic yeah they're the company that specializes in, in nogurt isn't aren't they yeah. well no everybody I, okay everybody stop sending me pms asking me about the flavor west testing fiasco yeah yeah that was interesting. Steve no, Nairs. Steve Nair is a really good guy too. He wouldn't have done that unless he had, you know, really got screwed, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was encouraging that the same week you had Vapor Shark doing what they did. Well, they had done it. You got to remember. The, well, actually, they, yeah, they did it. They did it three, three three weeks ago. They were three four weeks ago. They put that out. Right. I had a long conversation with them. They were actually uh, at. Uh, that Chicago show, and uh, they're great people, actually. Um, and uh, they said we we tried to do it with zero PR. We didn't want to bring it to surface at all, right? Until you know, obviously, some people blew it up and made it bigger, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's going to be a lead by uh, you know, uh, lead by example. You know, God only knows. Jeremy's been wearing a lot of shit. Okay, right. Okay, hence why I posted up what I posted uh, on the Flavor Art North America Facebook page. Okay, mm -hmm. because he was uh, real down in the dumps. He was just getting, okay, hated on. Okay, uh, for making changes and taking a stand. Right? And uh, I felt very badly that people are taking leadership and, and people are reacting the way they are. Okay? Well, this is, this is what happens when you have a, a marketing-driven industry the way the way it's turned that's that's what it is now it's not a content driven industry anymore it's it's marketing based i am um, i and people send me links to stuff all the time and i have to always look at things from multiple perspectives and some of the stuff that has come out of this has been really good other things that have come out of this I don't think are quite so good. Um, I think that some of the groups and things that are being formed now are coming out with things that they think sound really good. Um, but when you turn around and you look at it from another perspective, you're like, well, okay, wait a minute. You're saying this isn't going to be flavors that appeal to children well so my question on that was well who the fuck gets to decide that you know and because saying that you know we're going to assure that the, the flavors that we're releasing are not appealing to children well by what guidelines what how how are they going to classify that They'll know it when they see it, and that's the problem. Well, that's that exactly. That's the problem, mm -hmm. um, because you know I have my all-day vape for most of five and a half years was my banana milkshake. So is it because it's banana that it's attracting to children, or is it a, because it's milkshake? You know, see, do you see what I'm saying? Though it's attractive to infants. Who is who is going to? Or what guidelines do we have that's going to make that a realization? And 
And who gets to decide that? So I think some of the things that are being thrown out there right now are really gray. They're, they're in this big, huge gray area that can be twisted a lot of directions, and most of them would not be a good direction. And so people think that I'm hating on all this stuff. And I'm not hating on all this stuff. I, I have said from word go that this copyright infringement and trademark infringement and stuff needs to go away. It really does. It's not good for us. It's really bad business. I just didn't like that our solutions were actually just creating more of a gray area than what we already had. Well, I don't think it should be about the flavors. When the market and the community reacts, um, often it's going to be harsh and it's going to be, you know, heavy fisted. Um, but it's still going to be nothing compared to what the FDA does when the ban hammer comes down. So why not deal with it now when you're getting a market reaction to what you're doing? Instead of waiting until you start getting cease and desist notices or, you know, a government agency is just flat out going to tell you you have to stop operations. It still doesn't make me feel any damn better. Yeah, let, let, me, let me burn off a customer, okay, that, that I, I disagree with the most, okay? I'm almost guaranteed by saying this never to have them as a flavor customer, okay? Go look at Psycho Tunes Juice. Okay, saw them in Chicago. Okay, mm -hmm. the worst example of this. Okay, right? And they basically take lovable Warner Brothers characters and Disney characters, okay, and they turn them, okay, into evil psycho e juice uh, brands. Okay, right? Like they have one that's called Wabbit Juice. Okay, and it's basically Bugs Bunny. Okay. Like a undead zombie. Yeah, I'm I'm at the site right now. Okay, you should have seen you should have seen the advertising. They have this cute little girl that's kind of like a little uh, private school girl teenager, uh, but she's evil with, with red eyes, tails or ponytails, and yeah, yeah, Mickey Mouse. Okay, with big huge teeth. Okay, yeah. and you should see all the advertising. And if you don't think that's cool, and they're and they're okay, they're marketing to uh, to kids. Okay, and teens, I'm going to use the word, proper word, teens. And even if they aren't, it really appears that they are, and the appearance needs to disappear. And I get it, because at Vape Bash, I mean, we all sat around at Vape Bash, and, and all of us being the greedy people we are and wanting free stuff, and you know me, I don't collect free juice at a meet. I just won't. Um, I only get juice from vendors that I know. Um, but I will tell you that Lollipop Vapes, even though you're not, I am not a fan of your company because let me see. Oh yeah, I use a giant fucking lollipop as a logo. Um, they were giving away unicorn bottles. So I did make sure I walked over and got a free unicorn bottle that I immediately peeled their logo off of. Um, and yeah, you can send me hate mail people. I don't give a shit. Um, but what the fuck were you thinking when you come up with this for a logo for your company? Really? Yeah, it's par for the course right now. It's, I mean, I'm I'm looking at this Psychotunes website, and it's just like this is just. It's it's the worst. Jay, I use it as an example because it's the worst combination of trademark infringement slash marketing to teens. Okay, 
And you know what? As an advocate, okay, that's trying to defend a country, okay, um, I can't defend against this. Okay, yeah. if they put this in front of me and they, you know what? This is what your industry is, Jay. Okay, this is what your industry is. Yeah. Okay, I, I see your industry as this, but 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 no, this is what your industry is. Okay, you see, do you see the POP? They actually have these big displays with with uh, life size pictures uh, that you can get these cardboard cutouts of all these characters. Okay, it's like a comic book shop. Okay, they're you selling know, just as, they're selling just as much apparel as they are e liquid. Yeah. The, yeah. it's, it's all about branding it's all about image it's all about marketing and it's <laughs> so J- J- it's sketchy at best jay what i saw was a whole bunch of companies like this okay mm-hmm. we're thinking about the 5000 vape stores okay i'm talking about the 800,000 c stores right okay that's a bigger marketplace Okay, and we're getting dragged down because we don't understand t- these types of guys because these type of guys don't necessarily go to a vapor con or a vape bash. They don't give two shits about our retail stores. No, they're focused completely on C stores, and this is what you know regulators and legislators you know are seeing. Okay, representing you know what we're doing out there. But but here you you're not even talking about C stores. This stuff this stuff would sell hand over fist and. Any vape shop in New England right now, yeah. not not any, but it was yeah. at at probably seventy five percent of the vape shops up here if, if they got got a foothold here. Yeah, and it would be extremely frustrating. Um, oh, and you know what? Thank God I didn't do pre show tonight because otherwise Mixer would have hung up on us. I just thought about them. Like, why are am I still live? Um. Mixler has a cutoff now. Yeah. So had I done had I done my hour pre-show tunes in versus going out to dinner with my kids, um, we'd have been hung up on. But yeah, um, and you know what? And we're sitting here. I'm sitting here and bitching about people, but I do have to say that Jay Palma put a link in the chat too. And I've never had this juice, but it's the real. Um, and did you look at their labels? I like their labels. It's their it's a plain white label with. Yeah, I've I've heard about these guys. Yeah, you know, just kind of taking it, you know, it's classy, it's yeah. it's understated, kind of taking it in the opposite direction. Um, yeah, no, it's there's minimalist. Not much, there's not much to complain about there. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's, yeah. minimalist to the extreme. So yeah, they did they did really well. Look at the blog post on labeling that I put up on Fana, uh, the Facebook, the Flavor Art North America Facebook page. I put a link to a blog on proper labeling, okay, and labeling etiquette and professional labeling and where we should be going. It was so spot on, okay, like so spot on in my brain, okay. You know, you know, and this is not necessary. I, I saw a lot of this. This is just one example. So I just burnt off one opportunity. I probably don't want to do business with them anyway, okay. My ethics would say I could never forgive this, okay, even if they recanted. Uh, and uh, I'll probably decide to burn off another example like this every week and just make just because I hate it so much. It just pisses me off. Well, and I yeah. mean, and we need to we need to move forward too. I think, in in truth, you know, um, because realistically, there are a lot of companies out there um, that lie through their teeth about where their neck comes from. You know, we got a we got a major market company that still has in print 
um, that their nicotine comes from potatoes. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a really well-known company. Right. Fucking potatoes. Really? How about you take the step up and Stop own that one? Um, you know, at Vape Bash, there was a there was a retailer um, that insisted that one of the companies he carried was using GMO tomatoes, and I got all tweaked off about that one. Um, of course, because it was brought up in the middle of the fucking Kasa meeting. Well, that vendor down there, that guy says that theirs comes from tomatoes. I thought Julie Wasner and I were gonna fucking die. Um, and I went down and I confronted the guy about it. And he says, well, you seem kind of hostile. And I'm like, seems kind of hostile? I said, GMO tomatoes? Really? That's bullshit. No, it's not. I said, yes, it is. If it's really GMO tomatoes, they need to step up and prove that shit. Um, so there's a lot of things that need to to change in the industry. Um, labeling and the way we market our stuff is one thing. Um there, but there are others. There really are. There are there are other things out there, um, because we've all sat around and we've been in this game long enough to know that people hear this nonsense and they don't know any better. They don't know that it's fucking nonsense. Agreed. I don't know any better, and I'm forty three years old. Yeah, where's your nick come from? <laughs> India. <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking lie. I'm not gonna give you my my exact source, but no, I'm gonna... no, no, no. That's not what I meant. I didn't mean from what country. I meant <laughs> no, from, I know from what plant it matter. From, it comes from fucking tobacco. Okay. And I pay a, I pay a goddamn premium for it because six months ago there was a bunch of nicotine going around to all the major uh, resellers that smelled and tasted like plastic. So now I'm spending extra money. You know, nobody pats me on the back. No, they just keep buying your product. No, not as many as used to. Well, that's because you suck at marketing. (laughs) I'll stick to that story. I I love you, Jay. Love you back, sweetie. (laughs) Oh, Niagara? Yes? Thank you for calling in. Thanks for letting me rant. Well, no, that's what, you know, I mean, and I've told you over and over and over again, all of y'all are welcome. I mean, and that's what is so funny. People are like, oh, Jeannie, thanks. And I'm like, wait a minute, you help me out. Um, I like having co-hosts on this show. Believe me, it lets me vape. Otherwise, I got to sit here for two hours and talk all by my damn self. That means I can't vape and that just kind of sucks. And it's much more entertaining when there's somebody for these people to listen to than just me. So, Jeannie, what you have to do, okay, is you have to sweet talk rich and wanting to drive, okay, to New England, okay, because I don't want to fucking drive to New England, okay, and you don't want to take a train and you're not going to drive to New England, okay, but if we sweet talk rich to drive, okay, I maybe finally get to meet Jay, right, in person. Darn tootin'. Oh, see, there, there you go, Jay. Okay, I can't sweet talk him. It would be... Okay, considered uh, employee harassment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, we can hug and we can kiss on the cheek. It's, it's all right. <clears throat> I mean, the guy's name is Jay. What's what's your last name, Jay? <laughs> Deluco. 
Deluco. Yeah, he's just a little bit Italian. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We we have to get along. Okay, I love fucking Italians. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> I, I I've been married to an Italian for twenty two years. Okay. Oh, so he meant that literally. Love, I just love, not I love, used. I love female Italians. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. One one female Italian. One. Yes. Right. No, that's just how, no. You gotta understand. I'm Canadian, so when I'm tired, I use the F word. Okay, I, you know Canadians have the innate uh, ability to use the F word as an adverb, an, an adjective, a verb, and a noun. Okay. Oh, right? I, I, is that? Am I Canadian? I thought I was German and Italian in heritage. Must be I'm Canadian. No, Americans just really use it. Okay, more as as an adjective. Okay, okay, or a noun. Okay. Uh, we oh. we have the you know like we can use it in any context. Oh no 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 no! Okay. I I was so pissed off at the doctor's office about my husband's test results the other day that I posted a rant in in the private group that we're in, and you can ask Margot or Par. Um, I used "fuck" as six different things in the same sentence, and did it repeatedly through about seven hundred characters worth of rant. I was so fucking pissed off oh. See, it's it's funny you think that we always uh, get caught out as being canadians for the use of the word a but it's really fucking a okay that oh, we see, say. i always thought canadians got called out for saying i'm sorry yeah that too and a boot i, I apologize for that but a boot it that's you know you go to minnesota and you hear that all the time mm-hmm. yeah that's it's it's you know like i think the entire state of minnesota was canadian at one point they all—they almost are Canada. They're so fucking far north, right? Yeah, they're okay. cut—they're cut off from from the United States more than they are from Canada. So, yeah, that was a political decision. Okay, we just decided <laughs> that they were like our angry inbred cousins, and we decided to just cut them. Good. Yeah, no, you can have Minnesota. Yeah, no, no, we'll take we'll take uh, Ontario. <laughs> oh, Bernie didn't get it. Um, Paul was. Paul was searching for something. <clears throat> oh, I, I think it, he was looking for um, information on YouTube about greenhouse film, and and somehow he ended up with this this funny fucking video showed up on YouTube, and it was these two Canadians trying to do this rap thing, and they only said "I'm sorry" in it like eight thousand times, I think, and and Paul and I are cracking up laughing, and Bernie's like, "What's so funny?" Like, well, they say they're sorry all the time. And he goes, okay, but what's so funny? And he just he just couldn't grasp what his father and I found so damn funny. Now I'll have to go down in my YouTube history and, and look it up and see what the hell this video was, Nagger, because it's it's just funny. <laughs> they even apologize for, like, Justin Bieber being a bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, well, you can keep him, okay? We're very glad that he's becoming an American. Oh yeah, well, thanks for that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's applied for his green card now. Yeah, they they apologize for Mike Myers making bad movies. Um, it was it was hysterical. Anyway, folks, uh, off of uh, just off of seven days of eighteen hour days on trade shows, and I have to go pick strawberries tomorrow morning. Poor baby. Um, so we're not going to get to talk about this uh, library of flavors now. Oh, yeah, no, we, we can get that call in. All I'm right. just saying what my life is like. 
okay? <laughs> FML, you know? I, 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 have to, I have to try to come up with a way of not getting fired tomorrow, uh, but convincing my boss that me owing my own company $4,000 is worse for me than it is for them. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Mike, All right, Mike, guys, Mike, well, Mike, you guys Morris, need to where, talk where business. You, where, where does Mike Morris live? He must live like somewhere like Washington South. My strawberries are over raspberries and cherries now. I don't get uh, cherries uh, and raspberries till July, beginning of July. Well, my cherry tree is going to be another five years before it fruits. And the birds are decimating my raspberries. They're kind of still leaving my blueberries alone, which is surprising. But yeah, our strawberries have, are just coming into full flowering. And that new hydroponic strawberry tower that Paul built me is working out beautifully. I absolutely love that thing. Dorosig, just to make you feel shitty, I just got number seven of uh, John Grimsmo's new custom knife Okay, in my hand uh, today. So if you, want, if you want to hate on me for that, okay. I forgot Durosig was also a custom knife guy like uh, like Dagger and I are. Another addiction. Mm-hmm. That's what my husband got for Father's Day. A knife? Two. Nice. Yep, both um, collectors, Masonic stuff. Stuff. Does he wear it to uh, meetings? Yes. He wear, like, is that what he uses it for? Like he no, wears no, 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 no. He carries these. No, oh, it's, he... a, it's a carry-use knife. It's not a... Yep. Uh, a uh, ceremonial uh, mystic thing. No, that's that's no. I'm the one with the stuff that just gets put up and looked at. But don't they have like swords and shit? Okay, masons. Like they have a lot of blades, don't they? Beats the shit out of me. Is there swords like I'm, hanging around your uh, stuff where your his uh, formal wear is for a no. Masonic temple? No. No. Yeah, most of my mason friends have like. A lot of mystic swords and shit. Oh. I never, never joined up. Not that I've ever seen, but I'll, you know, I mean, I don't. If it was in the gun room, then I would have seen it. But it's not in there, so I he might have, and I've just never seen it. But I doubt it. Cool. Well, folks, I gotta get up in six hours and 20 minutes so i gotta say good night but thank you i, I really wanted to make sure i well, got back and, and we will all say good night because upstop wants to talk to you and I'm, yeah. i am not going to be left here alone damn it <laughs> dag nabbit so, upstop nagger both thank you both very very much thank you darling and is quarter to 12 your latest show Jeannie? what's that is it quarter to 12 ways you've ever gone on your show uh no, I had a DIY show one time that went to one thirty in the morning. Wow. Yeah. I think Upstomp was here and drunk. I believe so. <laughs> if I was still up at one thirty, yeah. Yeah, I'm up. pretty sure you were here and drunk. I w- I wouldn't have been up that late otherwise. <laughs> all right, everybody. I'll see y'all next week. Say good night, boys. Good night, boys. Good night, boys. <laughs>